What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 96th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the Lil Wayne of podcasts. Perfect. Because I would get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. So welcome my co-host Matthew White, Matthew Barry White in some circles, and Matthew Betty White in some circles. And uh, Matthew, do, you, do we want to say your real nickname? Your yet, real? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not okay, yet. okay. How's everything, Matthew, man? Uh, it's all right. It's okay. It's a, you know, it's like a pretty good day, I guess. You know, it's fucking sunny, I guess. So, um, I know I told you happy birthday last episode. No, for sure. It, oh, God, but I want to yeah. re- reiterate. Christ, that was a long birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> how old, you want to share how old you are? Uh, 33. Perfect. I mean, I assume. <laughs> no, look, I hope so. <laughs> I it assume you're 33. I got you crazy, dog. You know, they, uh. They ambushed me. In a hey, bit. <laughs> that's what's up. So, so what happened? Just brief, brief, you know, um, of the stories you can tell. So, <laughs> you know McNabb. Yes. He came very the prepared. Chef. He in, was in so many ways. He was chefing up something else. <laughs> in uh, so many ways. He was extremely prepared for my birthday. Hey. And Brian, I thank everybody that came. It was cool. We uh, mostly were just on the roof of Big Chief all night until I got tired and I went home and went to sleep. Now, did you actually end up going to sleep or leaving by one o'clock? You told uh, me I left at one thirty. Okay, I mean, it was I didn't. Close. It, I uh, was not there when they turned the lights on. I did not believe you nah, when nah, you nah. told was, me. I was like, yeah, he will be close. there all night. It was close because I got was I got there at nine. And then uh Oh, you was there early. No, no, no. Like they said <laughs> they said free before midnight and there was like a happy hour going on and I was like wasn't drinking because I was you know driving a little bit. True. So I was just there, you know, mostly on the roof. Hey man, well I'm I'm glad that you reached this milestone. Oh no, yeah, we gotta do that again and I'm gonna have a summertime birthday for real this year. I mean, I unfortunately just couldn't come because I was on daddy duty. No, That's look, you can, in the summertime you can bring them. I'm gonna just Yeah, we'll be out on the, on the dick. <laughs> Oh uh, man. Um so usually I'm always excited to do podcasts. And um and then there's always episodes where something crazy happens or something great in the sports world where I'm like extra happy. Like I remember when we did our first episode when we returned back from our sabbatical. I was like, yo, I was upset at my son because he wanted to be born on that day because i wanted to do a podcast that day and there were so many things that was probably the most excited of the 96 episodes absolutely that was probably the most excited i was for both of us and then i couldn't do it because my son wanted to come to the world two days too soon you know but you know that was a blessing in the skies no it's always a blessing because i was definitely not gonna be in recording 
that day. I do not think. Uh, but you know. But um, I am cool. I am gonna hold that over his head oh, for his whole life. Absolutely. Like, look, man, I'm gonna play that. Pop- we couldn't play him in the bassinet. We couldn't. We couldn't record the talk about Kaepernick and Miles oh Garrett busting uh, Mason Rudolph's head with his helmet. Whoa. We couldn't talk about Whoa. that for a whole month because. <laughs> You decided to, to come into the world November nineteenth instead of November twenty first on my birthday. But hey, anyway, right. you got, on your birthday you got to remind him <laughs> with a, a a strongly worded letter. Should have waited two days yeah. later. Look what you've done. <laughs> but I love my son anyway. But um, he be out here. This is this is one of the episodes where. I'm in this awkward where I want to do it, but then I don't because we do have to unfortunately talk about the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and seven other individuals. Uh, Their helicopter crashed on Sunday, so we will talk about that, but we promise we will talk about other things in the NBA. We will talk about the Super Bowl this week. Man, look, I'm not, this is crazy. The last like three or four years during Super Bowl week, uh, the NBA has dominated the news cycle. That's how they do it. I mean, they, and this is something no one wanted to happen, yeah. but but they're dominating again. Unfortunately, like there's no like, <laughs> and I'm just bringing. I'm not bringing this up to be funny yeah, or to no, be it's true. hot takey, it's but it's just crazy that something happened again. Like, so we will get into that. We'll get into the NFL. We will uh, also get into our. Uh, quick hitters our champion champ of the week our sports free and then we will wrap up the show with uh several kobe bryant tributes um so make sure you stay tuned to that make sure if you are listening to this podcast make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever podcasts are available just search on google the sports reality podcast uh we are on anchor apple SoundCloud, Spotify, uh-huh. Stitcher, TuneIn, uh-huh. and even more platforms. Exactly, so make sure exactly all of them. So if SoundCloud you, too, kind of. And if you so if you don't really even rock with any of those platforms, just Google us and yeah. you'll still find one. Or go to Instagram. And yes, make or sure. Or Twitter. You, anything. And you will find us there on Twitter. It's sports underscore reality underscore. And on Facebook and Instagram, it is the sports reality. Let's now get into the NBA, and um, like we said a little earlier, it's it's a very somber moment. We 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 are going to talk about Kobe Bryant, the passing of him, his daughter, and seven others in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, this occurred on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, actually, on the West Coast. Sunday afternoon here on the East Coast. Um, Kobe Bryant and all of the um, people on the plane, uh, helicopter, they were going to a basketball, either like tournament or practice. Kobe Bryant, as many of you all know, and for those who do not know, Kobe Bryant was coaching. Uh, he was a trainer also, but he was known for coaching his daughter's basketball team, uh, travel team, and uh, they were going to his uh, facility. Facility, and um, they were on their way for for that. And unfortunately and tragically, the helicopter crashed. Uh, Matthew, um, you are a Los Angeles Lakers fan. You are Absolutely. a huge Kobe Bryant fan um, from the jump too. From the jump, you were one. Oh, of, Eddie Jones is my favorite basketball player, and Kobe Bryant stole his spot. Y- y- <laughs> yes, I, I know this. So, 
when I heard, I'm gonna ask you first. You're, you're the Kobe Bryant fan. How did you hear about this? Like, uh, I was driving to David's house to watch the Rockets, or no, to watch whatever 3:30 game came on on Sunday, and then my phone started getting a whole bunch of text messages. And yeah, and then like right when I parked, Dave was running outside. He's like, "Yo, did you hear about Kobe?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I did. Fuck." And that's like, it's pretty, you know. That's and then I started. Then you know what I started probably doing like shortly thereafter. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So where it's very crazy because I was just leaving a funeral on Sunday. And it was a funeral, and um, you know, um, gentleman from my church, a f- good family friend. Uh, you 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 know the Paris's from TA, Darian yeah, Paris. Yeah, 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 their father passed away, so oh, I went damn. I went to the funeral, and we we were cool with his father. My dad was cool with his father. When we went camping, they would hang out together because they knew each other uh, we were friends i was friends with their with his boys so we grew up since like kindergarten we knew each other um we went i went to the funeral and it was a it was one of those things where it, he passed away unexpectedly so it was tragic but by the time the funeral came by on sunday everyone was kind of just more in a like jovial celebration yeah. mode yes it's still sad and yes you know the Paris family they're gonna have to go through this you know forever it's it's gonna change their life but we're there at the funeral and it's like okay you know we're good we're, we're catching up there's people I haven't seen we're catching up and 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 reconnecting and you know I left the, the funeral and it was about 10 minutes later someone in family group chat they were like yo did you hear about Kobe but they spelled Kobe K-O-B-I K-O-B-Y so when I saw the message I'm driving I'm just assuming okay maybe it's someone's friend is named Kobe and I'm still I was started doing Uber I was working so I wasn't really looking at my phone and I actually was listening to NBA radio but NBA radio was playing um, what they uh, they call uh, this week in the NBA mm-hmm. Which is a segment that they record like on like a throughout the week and then they just put it out there. They play it on Sunday. So it wasn't a live show. So I'm listening to it and I'm driving, I'm driving, and then but then my phone is like still buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. So I finally look and they say like Kobe Bryant passed away. And I'm like, Okay, that doesn't make sense. Like that's literally what I said. That doesn't make sense. And it didn't make any sense. Like uh, I I didn't believe it until I, uh, somebody said a helicopter crash, and then and then even and I'm sitting there like, hold on, I'm on NBA radio listening. If it happened, they would have broke in at some point. Yeah. I went on CNN. CNN was on a commercial break when I went, so I was like, okay. <laughs> I went to ESPN. Uh-huh. They were talking about the Pro Bowl. Mad Dog. They were no talking about the Pro cares Bowl. Cares about the Pro Bowl, dog. Like, literally, it's uh, but, it's All Star Weekend. But I'm saying. No, nah, I, I know they were mean. talking about that. Mean. They weren't even talking. So I'm like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, whatever. This is a hoax. And they're like, well, TMZ is reporting it. And I'm just like, not well, a reputable source. Or well, they look, I, they they reputable, but they are very, very messy. They're messy. And I'm like, well, well, I don't know. My brother Marlon, who uh, we'll talk to later in this episode, he's like, yeah, I don't think that's true. Like, I'm only seeing it on the shade room, and it's not even like 
is like I don't even see it, but shade room like Wikipedia kind of. Yeah, it, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes they be messy as shit too. But then this is when I knew something was odd. I went back to CNN in my car. CNN was still on a commercial break. I went back to the NBA radio and they were still doing that same show this week in the NBA. I'm flipping back and forth from all the sports channels. I have Sirius XM in my car. And then I'm go back to CNN. I'm like, hold on. How can CNN be on a commercial break for literally 20 minutes? Like, what's going on? No, what's going on, dog. Then I'm like, hold on, this might be true. I go on, I pull over, I go on the timeline to see uh what's going on. And it's just more people saying, Oh, they heard. They heard that this happened. And then finally they do break it on NBA radio. And they're like, yeah, there's unfortunate news that Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter crash. And at this point, it's just Kobe Bryant. They're talking about Kobe Bryant. And then I'm listening. It's uh, Amina Hassan and um, I think it's James, uh, a guy from Miami. Uh, He's a reporter for the Miami Heat. You remember the sideline reporter for the Heat when like the big three was down in Miami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so him. They just wrapped up a show just about like two hours prior, just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So they come back on. Then I knew something was even more like crazy because they're like, hold on, we're getting news. But he's like, I don't even want to report this right now. He's like, because I don't even know if this is like no, accurate. I don't accurate. even believe this. And that's what he said. He said, I don't believe yeah. it. So I'm not going to report on it. But unfortunately, you hear then like 30 minutes later. There were other people on the helicopter. You hear that it's his children on the helicopter. You hear that Rick Fox is on the helicopter. Everybody. You hear all sorts of stuff. Then, of course, Rick Fox's daughter is like, no, Rick Fox was not on that helicopter because I am just spoke to him. Like, he was not there. So then you're kind of like, okay, well, maybe I'm like, look. And I'm still kind of like, yo, maybe this didn't happen to Kobe. Maybe it was someone using his helicopter. Or maybe it's a confusion. They thought it was his helicopter. So I'm like, maybe there's still hope that, oh, you know, he didn't pass away. Um, Then you're like, hold on. Okay, they did confirm it's his helicopter. Then they confirmed Kobe was on the helicopter. Then they're like, yeah, there were nine people on the helicopter because of the manifest that they had. And then, of course, as the day goes on, you realize his second daughter, Gianna, was on the fl- on the pl- on the helicopter with them. You find out that her friend was our teammate was on there. There was literally a family that was with him. A family went down. You had uh, the the spouse of a uh, JUCO baseball coach. His wife was on there with their child. So, and it was the pilot. Now they're still investigating the crash and everything. Reports are that they were there was bad weather in the area that day. So, um that is a possibility uh there wasn't a black box on that helicopter but that helicopter also wasn't required to have a black box um but they did re um they did recover an ipad which the ipad was used as more like the navigation and the um just like the maintenance and stuff of the of the helicopter so they recovered that it's more information that will be coming out so unfortunately like we said kobe bryant his daughter and seven others including the pilot passed away in a helicopter accident um i do want to get to tmz tmz is a tabloid uh publication matthew and um tmz is right like almost every time 
I don't think you got the most cameramen. I swear. I I can't remember a time where they've just been wrong, and no. if they've been wrong, it's been something so small that no one even remembers that they were wrong about it. But TMC was reporting that Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter accident before families were notified. Yeah. Now, what is? Wh- have we gotten to a point in yep. media that? We're just like we just want to be first. Like everybody can like get to them. Like uh, everybody can get an internet connection pretty much, even if you got to park in front of a Starbucks. Like any idiot can say whatever the fuck they want to online, especially if it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? And especially if they're TMZ, like they probably should not have been the first to break that news to everybody in the world. But and my thing is, I don't even understand what at this point in 2020, I don't understand the rush. To be first, when there's so many publications oh, back in the day, when you uh, literally hard had, copy, yes, when you literally had Washington Post, New York Times, the LA Times, you only had newspapers and a couple TV channels. Yes, there was an incentive to be first because then people said, "Oh, you are first. I'm gonna buy your paper now." But now with so many like media outlets, you don't even have to be first. You just gotta report it at some point. So, I don't even understand the rush, but TMZ did it. I this is me personally. TMZ they have the power to pay all sorts of people to find out all sorts of information. But um, yeah, I just thought it was real irresponsible of them, and especially in an issue that wasn't really even a tabloid story. Like this is a life and death story. Like I don't see why, and I understand they're there to make money, but it's just. In, this is my opinion in certain situations i think they just really need to be like hey let's fall back on this specific thing St- stuff dealing with life and death not let's not be that. the first to report before families are notified but but anyway so i don't want to be too long on on this on the actual helicopter accident i do want to ask you though you like we said earlier you are lifelong laker fan followed kobe bryant literally from elementary school uh, uh, we were in uh, uh, elementary uh, uh, school when he came to the league like yeah. what what is his i guess what is your favorite kobe bryant memory or and 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 matthew i'm gonna give you the time you don't have Jesus to say one Christ. you could just uh, say as many as you want the best coach uh ron artest in the three-pointer that he passed to him you know, like, that's something like, I don't think a lot of people are going to mention that. Like, that's but a, go ahead, my explain my personal favorite. Explain why? Because it, uh, Kobe Bryant is not the, uh, he's not Jason Kidd. He is not trying to pass the ball and get his teammates involved <laughs> when he's about to hit some jumpers to win a fucking game. But he passed it to his craziest teammate at the time. Uh, craziest teammate, not named Shaq, and he knocked down the three pointer to win the finals. Yeah, like game seven, right? Yeah, that game was, seven. Uh, that was a game seven. Fourth quarter, not that much time left. In a game where he wasn't playing good, but and he was Ron Artest like, can't shoot three pointers. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's you know what? That's kind of like how bro, we criticize LeBron Jesus James Christ. sometimes. No, it's the same thing. Where it's, it's like you thing. passed it to him. Nah, 
Because <laughs> LeBron couldn't shoot the uh, Ron Artest and LeBron James would have a very great, hilarious, not great, hilarious three point contest if this was like ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like yo, like I can't imagine like what if Ron Artest had missed that shot. Like the yes, Kobe would have had four rings at that no, point. No, 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 no. Kobe Bryant would have murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean? That would uh, this show would be drastically different if he would have missed that shot. But like, uh, yeah, man, that that's a great one. Kobe Bryant like dunking on Steve Nash. Uh, that's one of my favorite moments, just because. Kobe Bryant should have won MVP that year, I think, and he should have eliminated his team. He should have beat the Suns that year when terrible ass Smush Parker was on the Lakers, being a bum for the whole season, and Lamar <laughs> Odom is eating lollipops all goddamn day, and Andrew Bynum shooting three pointers. But um, that was a fun team. That was a fun team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, the game against the Jazz where he missed all those three pointers in the playoffs when he was like eighteen, and he aired he aired the real crucial one it was an air ball it was he yeah he I that feel, was a yeah matthew i feel like that's what we what he needed though it had to i mean it like, had to happen it, he uh kobe bryant did not have the easy way to like no because eddie jones is no slouch at all by any stretch of the imagination especially not young eddie jones kobe had so many dmps his rookie year and even into the second year, he had DMPs. Eddie, jo- Eddie Jones was and better than Kobe Bryant for like at that point. Yes, just at that flat point. out. Be- like they they all went to the All Star. Like Eddie Jones, Kobe Bryant, Nick, Van, Nick Van, Van, Van Exel, Shaq yeah. went to the All Star game. Like that was the first time four teammates ever went to the All Star game in like modern NBA non Celtics cheating uh, legacy because <laughs> they're a legacy of cheaters because they're cheaters. Perfect. Flat out. They're from Boston. They're from, from Boston. Bo- they're terrible people. Awful people. But, and, you know, but they... <sighs> nothing. They're terrible people. Boston Celtics suck. So, when it comes to Kobe Bryant, him and I have had a very tumultuous relationship. <laughs> and, and I say that because like you say, he comes in the league when we're in elementary school. And yes, there's a gap between us in age, but Kobe Bryant was closer to our age yeah. than most of the stars in the NBA. Absolutely. He, when he even, came in. Uh, Allen Iverson went to college. Like, yeah. Kobe Bryant didn't go to yeah, college. Yeah, Ray Allen went to college. <laughs> all, all, all those guys went, in that draft went Steve to college. Steve Nash went to college for 13 years before he got drafted. He was a soccer player. <laughs> so, and so, when you, like we, at the time, 1996, I'm a nine-year-old. But Kobe's only nine years older than me compared to someone like Michael Jordan, who at this point is in his 30s, I think, at this point. So he's closer to my age. So, you know, of course, I liked him. But the 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 problem then started coming for me. He took down, you know, Chris Webber's Kings and then all the drama that happened with that. And so I started obviously hating the Lakers and hating him. Classic Jeremy movie. And and then you know they end up winning and and then and then it's it's like I'm hating because he's the most braggadocious about it but yet Shaq is the better player of the two during that time and I'm just like you're not even the best player and you're talking all that junk that's like Scottie Pippen talking junk and Michael and Michael is the one who's really this is how I'm thinking at that time Michael Jordan's the one doing it and Scottie's talking just like Shaq's doing it and Kobe's talking like so I have all that going through my head and then obviously you find out about the whole cheating well the gambling aspect Alleg- with the referees. Allegedly. Which had nothing to do with the Lakers themselves, but you get even more upset about that. Absolutely. Then, of course, 
we gotta actually talk about this in a way. Equal Colorado, like that happened. Something inappropriate happened. Two inappropriate things happened because uh, it was definitely the first incident. Like the uh, whatever happened with the young lady that was involved, no clue what happened. Wasn't fucking there. I don't think it went to trial. It did, but he was acquitted. Okay, but but uh, was there like a civil charge or something? There was, like, I think, a civil trial, and then it ended up being a settlement. And I don't think the civil trial actually went to trial, but yeah. that happened. Hundred percent. At the least, sexual inappropriateness. At the most, we have. At no the idea. most, <laughs> it could have been. It could have been bad. It could have been, been super rape. rape. Yeah, it could have been but, very raping. I don't want to. I don't want to like dwell. Nope. I mean, you got to bring it up. Have to bring it up it when you talk to. about his he legacy. was. That's what really like kind of like sealed the nail in the coffin of Shaq ever coming back to the and Lakers. See, that's that's the point I was about to bring <laughs> up because <laughs> that, that happened was the last year, which led to the locker room issues between Shaq Kobe, and Kobe and Shaq. They were the, they already were kind of they, they were they were there kind of from like the first or second championship. Yeah, just because of the work ethic of Shaq, both those guys. You have Kobe <laughs> who is literally waking up at four thirty in the morning. Actually, not waking up at four thirty, being at the gym at four thirty in the morning. And you have Shaq who's just like, Yo, I don't train during the off season because I'm Shaq and I'm still balling. Like so, and then you have what happens with that investigation where you find out that. Kobe's talking about Shaq and his infidelities. And then Shaq is like, why are you bringing me into this? Because of your dirtiness. They start beefing. They end up losing the finals to the to the Pistons. And then Shaq is traded to the Heat. And at that point, as a basketball fan, me, I'm sitting there like, yeah, bro, you you, you force your man out of here? like, Or you didn't fight for him when the, when the organization asks, hey, do you want to keep Shaq? contracts coming up like do you want to keep them and you're sitting there like kind of like oh i don't really care so i'm like okay that really rubbed me all the wrong way then I, you look boy shaq never came into camp at I'm, wait i'm not i'm not we're not like that we're would, not disputing that that. Would, that would, that's something that would piss kobe Bryant off we're not disputing that that is true but then you know you have the 06 season where he is going off with the points was it 40 for like two and a, a month and a half he is going off with the points, but they're not really winning. Either. Losing most of the game. And it's like, it's at this point in my fandom where I'm like, yeah, bro, you, you got three rings and you putting up all these points, but Shaq ain't there and you ain't making the playoffs, bro. It's true. They made the playoffs. <laughs> they lost in the, Oh, second, next year. They lost in the first round to the uh, the Suns. And then, yeah, match. then the next year you lose to the Suns. They should have beat the good. Suns. It, they were, it was the eighth and the one seed. It wasn't that they were good. The Lakers were the eighth seed, and, and they had Smush Parker, and, and it went seven games, and they should have fucking won. And I understand that. But at this point, also, the media is saying he's great. He's he's one of the greatest ever. And I'm like, he you got to take your team he if won you, three championships already. How many championships he got win? But but this the, what I'm saying is, it's now his team, no, and he's not doing anything. Definitely, he's his team in three years in a row. You have zero playoff is series wins. Is very few people who have been able to do it by themselves. I understand. I understand that. Is Dwayne Wade and Kobe fucking Bryant? Uh, Dwayne Wade ain't doing it by himself either. Well, look, <laughs> if, if you feel that, then nobody has ever won a championship it, by themselves. It, to me, okay. A little off topic to me, literally the only person who's ever done it where it was clearly they were the one carrying, maybe Dirk Nowitzki, maybe, maybe. And that's fair. That is the There's only person. There's a lot person. of uh, Notice Hall I, of Famers or, or 
And there's a lot of all-stars on that Dirk team, too. Yeah, but they're also at the ends of their careers. Yeah, and stuff. Definitely. Notice, I didn't even say Michael Jordan. I didn't say uh, Magic. I didn't say there Kareem. There's no one you can name that's Exa- not you Dirk, the Kobe, or Dwayne Wade. That's it. That's the end of the list. If it's not one of them three, everyone else who has ever won a championship has had a lot of all-star help. At least one other person. So, so at this point in my fandom, I'm like, yeah, you're not winning. But then, you know, he get he finally gets some help. You get the Pau Gasol, absolutely. Trade. Mark Gasol trade also. Yeah, Mark Gasol was part of that trade. Yes, you're right. He went to Memphis. Uh, they make it to the finals. They lose against the Celtics, and I'm kind of like, you know, and there was just some antics that he had where it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Second year, I mean, the next year, I mean, they beat Orlando. And then the following year, they beat the Celtics in the rematch. And at this point, I'm kind of like turning to, okay, I don't hate him, but I respect him. And I do want to backtrack a little to 2008. I think the beginning of me stopping the hate and more going to the, the transition was the 2008 Olympics. Because that's what he, he had to play with everybody else, and not only that, it was just like, do you remember that game against Spain, the championship, game, the gold medal uh, game? It was very close. And Col- uh, what's the dude? They had Wade and Melo, right? Yeah, but it's they're only up by yeah. three points. Yeah, it was close. It was late close. in the game, very late. Kobe gets fouled on a three attempt, and he hits it. Four point play. You're now up by seven points. The game is over at that point, and it was just more like. His interaction, because now with social media and stuff, you're, you're seeing interaction with other players. You're like, all right, well, he's not really a bad person. Like, he's just a killer on the court. And then, you know, as the year go years go on, to the point that the last few years of his career, I'm sitting there like, yeah, Kobe's my man. So I went from the full end of the stre- spectrum from like, all right, I like them, to, oh, I hate this dude, to... Yo, Kobe is that dude. Like, I mean, like I, I, I'm tuning in to watch his bad teams because I want to see him play. Like, I got to that point. Um, and, yeah, so my favorite Kobe Bryant memory is literally, and I just said it, that Olympics, 2008. It's not even like a Lakers a moment. Like, the 2008. But the I missed the 81-point game because I just was – it was a Sunday night, and I think I went – I went by a friend's house and we were watching movies. But uh, I also remember the game when him and Gilbert Arenas went at it. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like this dude, Kobe, even in a losing effort, Kobe had me shook in a losing effort. But yeah, man, Kobe will be missed, man. Kobe will be missed. Um, real quick, you know, his daughter was on the helicopter with him. Um, they were having a, I mean, they, they, they were having a, father-daughter relationship a father yeah, uh, coach they, they player relationship the game, yeah. they were you know we're starting to see them we're seeing kobe off the court just like being a family man one of my favorite i guess moments also was when the philadelphia eagles won the super bowl and he's holding his uh third child and he's like yelling and screaming and he's just like yo we finally did it like this is a guy who won five nba titles who's an mvp was so excited. He was probably more excited about the, the about the Eagles winning the Super Bowl than oh. those 
the last know. two at least. <laughs> like <laughs> what? Like it's so you like you see that, then you see he does the short film, he ends up ends up winning yep. an Oscar. Yep. You know, the public image is reshaping. Re, I mean, he's he's curating his high, you know, and stuff like that. He he was, you know, in a way trying to be a pioneer for women's basketball just last week. And this is the sad thing. Just last week, he was interviewed and he says, there's about three or four women in the WNBA who can play in the NBA right now. And he named them. I honestly can't remember who he said. I know he said Diana Taurasi. I think he said Maya Moore. Uh, um, I think he said Brittany Griner. Uh, he said Ella, Elena Della Don. Was the uh, Candace Parker retired? I, he might have mentioned her, but those are just the names yeah, I remember. Like uh, a Asia Wilson. You know, these are these are women. I who don't want to disrespect Marquise Chris, but there's a lot of basketball players, male and female, who are better than Marquise Chris. Perfect. Despite so, him being six eleven and jumping out of the gym. <laughs> so he said that last week. And then, you know, you get Rick Fox who reiterates, yeah, man, like there are women who can play in the NBA right now on a team. They can contribute minutes. And then Saturday night, you know, LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant on the all-time scoring list. Saturday night in Philadelphia, Kobe Bryant's hometown. And then we get the unfortunate news, man. So don't want to harp on this anymore, but... I mean, we're gonna do our Kobe, Kobe, more on the Kobe Bryant during our Kobe Bryant tribute. But uh, man, he's gonna be missed. Rest in peace to him, to Gianna, to the seven others on that helicopter, and prayers up to the families that are all affected, the friends, the organizations, the NBA. This is the second person in the NBA this year that the NBA has lost. So uh, yeah, prayers out to everyone for that. Let's now get into other news in the NBA. Actually, before we even before we get to that, Sunday afternoon, when the news broke about Kobe Bryant's death, uh, there was a game that was about to start. Rockets Nuggets was about to start. It's the game I was watching. They decided to continue that game, and then they ended up playing all the other games of the of the of the day. All the NBA games on Monday played. Uh, tonight, Tuesday, it was the, only, the, game, right? the only game is the Lakers-Clippers tonight. That's the only game that will be postponed. But do you have a problem with the NBA actually having games on Sunday when this happens? <sighs> I thought they were going to cancel all the games just because uh, the Rockets game was severely delayed. Like it, took it off They like did a, delay the start. Uh-huh. But... Um, yeah, no, when Co- uh, when I heard the news, I was pretty confident that they were just going to cancel all the games, but... Uh, you, did you see what the Minnesota Timberwolves did last night? I did not. But before you tell me that, mm. did you have a problem with the NBA? Oh, no, no. Uh, not. It's a business. I get it. I'm glad they moved the Clippers-Lakers game, though. So, I do not have a problem with them actually playing the games on Sunday and still playing, you know, Monday and into Tuesday, except for the Lakers-Clippers game. Now, if we find out that there was a significant amount of players who said we don't want to play today and they still played, that's when the NBA deserves all the backlash yeah. and the bad PR. But if players actually want to play... Because what is it? Because uh, some players came out and said they wanted to. What's it? Uh, Damian Lillard, uh, who dropped... Austin Rivers. 
Oh, so real, how much they, didn't Dame drop like sixty? Yeah, yeah he, or something he, like he, that. He went crazy. <laughs> yeah, and he said I wanted to play. Because Eric Gordon too. He had fifty last night. Uh, Trey Trey Young went off. Yep. You know, against the Wizards. You know, it, so uh, players play the players who did speak. They said they wanted to play, but if and if if let's say I'm I'm the commissioner of the league. When the news breaks, I'm getting all teams on a conference call, and all the act, all the games that are going on, all the teams that are playing that night, I have them on a conference call, and I'm like, "Yo, we got to go through a vote. Take a vote on your team. Right Is now. your team gonna, going to going right to play?" Now. <laughs> and if if one team says they're not playing, that game is postponed. We're not going to give you a forfeit. We're going to postpone it. Because it's not. They they can figure that shit out. You can figure it out. <laughs> now it's hard figuring out like eight games. All star break like yeah, two you break, weeks long. You just I guess I guess you're right. You just gotta say hey, your all star break is gonna be shorter because all star break is almost a week now. But yeah, that's a great idea. But yeah, if 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 players were just like hey, we don't want to play to today especially, and they still play, that's when the NBA takes the PR hit that they need to take. Um, but there is news actually outside of this in the NBA. Zion Williamson had his debut last Wednesday. Watch that. Start, or listen to it. Started out slow. Then the fourth quarter happened. The fourth quarter happened. And in a, what, three-minute stretch had 17 17? points. Five three-pointers, right? In a three-minute stretch. Like, who the fuck does he think he Ended is? up with 22 <laughs> points. And um, he was taken out of the game shortly after He's, for uh, a minute's restriction. Gassed. <laughs> so he did look kind of gassed at that That's point. why he was and shooting it, all them three-pointers. <laughs> and expected. You're going to be gassed. You haven't played a, a real basketball game since last March. Like, you're going you gonna to be tired. Like, so. But he, he followed that up with, and I, I'm going to try. Another and, good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and look up his stats real quick as um, I'm depending on my. Now all of a sudden I can't read because I can't figure out which team I'm I'm trying to get. <laughs> but uh Zion Williamson, uh let me look up his stats real quick. Um and before I look I look up the stats, he's still listed at two they're still saying he's about two two uh two eighty five. Like but they said he's more not, muscle. That I don't they even know if either muscle. one of those is the truth though. I need to see him with in like a buoyancy test. Like they gotta drop my man <laughs> in a vat of water or some shit. So listen to this. Three games played so far. He is averaging eighteen points. Sixty six percent from the field. Expected. He has let me look at what is this at? Uh man, um, those are totals. Sorry. Where's the points? That's what I'm. Uh, oh, he in three games he scored fifty eight points, almost twenty, almost twenty points a game. It's pretty good. Nineteen. Oh, here it is. It has it right here, and I didn't look at it. Nineteen point three points, eight rebounds, one point seven assists, uh, only uh point three blocks, but the sixty six percent from the field. So yeah, that's his first three games in the league. Um, and he hasn't missed the game yet because I don't think they've had uh, like back to backs. So, um, so that's that's a good thing. Other news in the NBA, real quick, as I could bring up my rundown for for us to go through. Um, what else? As I'm stalling, Matthew. What else? Uh, What's happening in the NBA? <laughs> yeah. uh, hold on, let me think. Uh, Eric Gordon went bananas. He did. And the Rockets won without James Harden. They did. It's a big thing. James Harden's not playing again. Uh, 
I think tonight when they play again, or or was it last night he didn't play again? He did, uh, I know he didn't play Sunday. Uh, he didn't play last night? Yeah, either. that's yeah. what it was. He didn't play last night. Oh, here it is. Other news. Washington Wizards update. Ain't nothing's changed. They're pretty much trash. Second best team on offense. <laughs> and they showed that against the Hawks because they dropped like 130-something. They gave up, I think, 150. <laughs> not important, not important, not important. Not in today's NBA. You don't have to be in a play man de- uh, defense. It's not important. Just zone it up. LeBron James passes Kobe Bryant in scoring just on Saturday night. Um, the last Laker game before the unfortunate news. But Kobe, LeBron James, man, he's still doing it. Still doing it. Still doing his thing. Um, let's just get right into the NBA power ranking. We have f- top five teams in the NBA. Five uh, to one. Yeah, not five, five. Not one to five this week. Five to one, Matthew. Hold on. Uh, what are your... My email real quick. Yeah, yeah. Open up your email. Uh, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, okay, yeah. at number five, I have the Clippers just because I refuse to have... Uh, they're playing very well, and I love their bench. Uh, at four, I have the Jazz. They lost yesterday to Eric Gordon going bananas, but uh, the Jazz's bench is... Consists of Mike Connolly and Jordan Clarkson now. Uh-huh. So that's a lot. Like, their team is kind of stacked a little bit, but I don't know if Mike Connolly is, like, hurt all the time, but I know he still gets paid $30 million. So they got to figure out how to get him starting on the floor with motherfucking uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, at number three, I have the Raptors. The Pascal Siakam is back, and he is just a lot right now. Um, Number two, I have the Lakers, unfortunately. And at number one, I have the Bucks because they are still 9-2 and two over the last 10 games. And they just keep winning somehow. And Giannis is also going bananas. At number five, I am actually have them at this low, the Los Angeles Clippers. They're at number five right now in my power ranking. At number four, I have the Miami Heat. At number three, I have the Toronto Raptors. At number two, the Los Angeles Lakers. And at number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. And that will wrap it up for our NBA segment. Um, Let's not get into the NFL. Who would have thought... That we would be 40 minutes into this podcast on Super Bowl week and we just get to the NFL. Yeah. Man. I mean, because what can you say about the 49ers and the, the Chiefs? Are, is the best defense going against the best offense? Or one of the best defenses going against Patrick Mahomes is in the best offense? Yeah, you're right about that. Let's now, uh, let's, before we get to the Super Bowl, there's some new coaching hires and it just kind of reiterates our discussion last week on the lack of black head coach or, the, or uh, black of coaches, coaches? black coaches. coaches period marvin uh what's his name he back these are not head coaching positions but jay gruden who was fired by the redskins earlier this year is now going to be the offensive coordinator for the jacksonville jaguars that's a super jacksonville jaguars move like uh i hope it works out for them i guess (laughs) uh that and then you have freddie kitchens who was fired by the browns after one year He's going to be the tight ends coach for the New York Giants. The Giants also, we spoke about it last week, hired Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. So, uh, yeah, interesting to just see how, like, lack of black coaches getting getting the shot here. Um, other news in the NFL, uh, something that is, that is good in our corner as black men. The Browns hired Andrew Barry as their general manager. He is a black man. He worked with the Whoa, New England. Whoa, my man with the, the sweaters is gone? Oh, yeah. He got fired. You ain't know that? 
Is he getting Dorsey? Hurt? Dorsey got fired. Oh, this is uh, what happened to his sweater collection? Buddy got fired. Buddy got fired. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was about to make a very uh, no. I'll tell y'all fair. <laughs> not, look, what's uh, shout out to Eric uh, Curls and Sports uh-huh. for. Uh, making me curse a little bit less Perfect. on the internet last week. <laughs> Just a little bit. Not. Uh, I'm not a monk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they uh, Andrew Barry. He is now the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Philip Rivers will not be playing for the Chargers anymore. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, it was made aware, made known by, I think, uh, reports that his family was no longer in California. They're now living permanently in Florida. And just yesterday, Let's go Dolphins. Jay Glazer came out and said, yep, the Chargers and Phillip Rivers will now uh, will sever ties. Um, and um, so Phillip Rivers looks like... Or at least his family's gonna be in Florida, but there's there's a you know goddamn well Philip Rivers about to be wherever his thirteen thousand kids are at. Perfect. Or is it Philip Rivers or is it Philip Rivers or, got a whole bunch okay, of kids? But I thought it was him or what's the dude? I think he has uh, like close to ten kids. He's like a Mormon, right? Or I don't, he, he's a Christian. I don't think he's a Mormon. Okay, he I know he has a thousand kids. Yeah, he has a birth <laughs> control is not real. No, 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 no. He doesn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> what is it? Raw diggity. Dog? There's no such thing as a pull out game. Pull out yeah. <laughs> to the hole. That's what it is. Uh, Philip Rivers has not no pulled pull out of anything but a parking space. <laughs> no pull up three. We going straight to the bucket. <laughs> three. Pull up ten, dog. Ten point play for Philip Rivers. Dog. Perfect. Like, um, he, uh, now you said dolphins. Do you think? Uh, do you Tampa? think? Do you think? Well, I was going to ask you. Do you think the Dolphins would get him and then also try and get like whoever through the draft? What pick do they have? <sighs> if it's not, what's my man from LSU? Well, there's rumors that they're trying to trade up. Who the fuck are they going to do? They, they have three got? first round picks, <gasps> like three. Like who has number one pick? The Bengals. The Bengals. Bengals are taking uh, what's jo- Joe Burrow? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Andy Dalton. But do you think do you think they'll do this approach? You get Philip Rivers, okay, and then you probably then draft Tua. That's not a bad. That's not. And that's then good. you that's know good. eventually it's Tua's team, but you got Philip Rivers with Devontae Parker. At that's the end of a the crafty day. veteran right there. Like he's not uh uh what's he's not Jay Cutler. I think his days are numbered, like done, Absolutely. done. Absolutely. But I think if you're in a situation, he's not on a team that can win now. So I think with the Dolphins, he's going to get fit. some stats. <laughs> he's not what is he's not going to throw three interceptions uh, from the announcing booth. <laughs> now um, you also got to think about Tampa. Like, are, are, are do the does Bruce Arians feel that? Hold on, Philip Rivers is here, and I think Philip Rivers has enough in the tank, and we could probably make a run because now. Carolina is not going to be as good. Drew Brees might not be returning, so the Saints might not be as good. Do you try and then get Phillip Rivers? Saints still got Teddy Bridgewater. True. The, uh, I'm glad you said Teddy Bridgewater and not Taysom Hill. Because <laughs> Taysom Hill, if he if he was good enough to be a quarterback, he would have been a quarterback in this league. Anyways, but... I uh I wish he was a Viking, but other than that, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, that's, he's Darren Sproles, kind of, but Slower, maybe I guess I don't know. He's uh, that's a Sean Payton player for sure. Like, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where Philip Rivers plays. 
uh, this season. Uh, Antonio Brown. Remember last week we said his like trainer was charged with like uh, had an assault charge. Well, Antonio Brown was then charged with an assault on the same person. He turned himself in. He uh, paid these, his these uh, football people. They, these uh, he, Antonio uh, Brown has to chill out, dog. Like wh- uh, Antonio Brown has been fucking up for the last 20 weeks dog so okay so people have been it started out as a joke where it was cte then it then a lot of people say he may have cte i don't think he has cte per se i don't know i just think he's he's has another mental illness something is going i think he has another uh, mental illness but i I mean at this point you can't rule out cte we gotta look at that helmet he wanted we gotta like at this point (laughs) We got to go back to Hard Knocks and, you know, see if this helmet that he received from this fan that sent it to him is <laughs> just making him go in fucking sane all the time. Now, um, yeah, he, 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 something got happened. I, at this point, I really don't think he's playing in the league anymore. At this point, it's safe to say I can cut him from my keeper league. Uh, yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you seem like you scheming over. <laughs> um, Super Bowl preview. Okay. Oh, we gotta do a prediction, right? We picking yeah, we a score. Gotta, we gotta predict the Super Bowl. But before we get to our prediction, some storylines that you that you want to see during this game. What are some storylines? Uh, I would like Richard Sherman to catch an interception, but I would also like uh, Miko Hardman to get a Super Bowl. Like I'm, I'm uh, more of a I'm rooting for the Chiefs this Super Bowl, I think. Uh, I think they have a more interesting story just because Andy Reid is notoriously the bridesmaid. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And uh, never the groom or whatever. Uh, but I, re- I lo- everybody loves Andy Reid. He's a good, you know, he fuck with Donovan McNabb and, and all everybody else that was on that wild-ass team. So, I, man, talking about, th- there's so much I do want to talk about the NFL, but it's more like I got to wait just kind of discuss that just because of everything that's going on but that is one of the storylines i'm looking at andy reed versus the new head coach or fairly new head coach kyle shanahan old with the young you know the the seasoned veteran with the guy who you know juxtaposition and shit right yeah you know where it's just like okay he, he got his run almost off the bat you know things like that i want to see that i do want to see this offense of the Kansas City Chiefs against one of the best defenses we've seen in recent history. Their defense is sty- uh and their rushing attack. Like you know, Nick Bosa, D Ford. Everybody. Hey. Eric Armstead. That's gonna be a good team. That's, I mean, that's gonna be a good defense for like a while. Down and they're the young. Yeah, that's what I'm Do you remember okay? So you remember when they had Patrick Willis and those four other linebackers who had to retire the uh, Navarro Bowman. Oh man, yeah. Uh that um, one dude that retired. Alden after- Smith. Oh my god. He's trying to make a comeback. He, he's training to make a comeback. Uh, I, there was a lot of other players on that team. Also, Alden Smith was very, very good. Justin Smith. Uh that's look, see, that's the defensive line. He wasn't he. They, they was they were running three four. That defense, the tackle was good. Everyone on that defense was good, but they suddenly retired or got uh-huh. hurt and died or broken, just like whatever. But this seems like they've come back. Uh, the 49ers defense is definitely back <laughs> for sure. 
We got it. So that's one of the storylines. Seeing that high-power offense of the Chiefs go up against that high-power defense of the, the 49ers. Um, also, the the individual matchups. I know Sherman, Richard Sherman plays a lot of zone, and that's just part of what he's asked for. He's said that. But I do want to see how he matches up against Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins. I want to see because he's been talking a lot of junk all year. He shouldn't. Uh, they are very fast. He's been talking <laughs> junk all year. And rightfully, I'm not saying that it's like he shouldn't be doing it. But he's been talking a lot this 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 year about how people doubted them. I mean, I'm a real real. Y'all were four and 12 last year. Of course, we didn't think you're going to make it to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I hate this front running stuff about him where it's like, oh, y'all weren't talking about us. So don't talk about us now. And I'm like, nah, we. There were reasons why we weren't talking about you all. But um, so, yeah, so that, that you know, matchup, the wide receivers versus the secondary of the wide receivers of the Chiefs versus the secondary of the 49ers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, is is he going to have one of his best games in the is playoffs? Is he going to Tom Brady or, or is he going to Dan Marino? Yeah. Is it going to be one of those? Your first time there. Are you going to be nervous and not, you know, pull through? Not that Dan Marino was nervous during his only Super Bowl, but, you know, they didn't win. Or are you going to be Tom Brady and take it up a notch? You already took it up a notch two games. Can you take it to the next gear? You know, can you can you keep your foot on the gas pedal? Yeah. Like keep it move. like their offense. I feel like is just extremely difficult to deal with just because they got they still uh LaShawn McCoy still on the team right mm-hmm. um Kareem Hunt's gone but they got another receiving back the D Williams yeah they have two D Williams <laughs> Damian that, see, that's and Darryl look that's why that's why I said that because I was like I have there's fuck, two I of them <laughs> I was like, oh, and they're both pretty fast yeah. Yeah. That's a prerequisite for being on the Andy. Andy you have Reed to off. be fast. You just have to be. It's not we an go, option. We can we can work option. on everything else. No, no, you, you can figure <laughs> out how to catch a football. Like <laughs> To figured it out. Like they uh, have to be able to extremely fast. That's it. Now, um, for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, what has to be done, Matthew, for them to win the Super Bowl? The Chiefs have to do. They cannot let a 49ers running back get over 150 yards. Perfect. That's it. If they if the Chief if the Chiefs can hold the 49ers rush attack down, I don't have the most faith in Jimmy G. Uh or any of their like passing weapons other than uh the tight end. So that's what ha- that's what they need. They need a, a very good performance from the what is it, the Chiefs defense. Look, that is literally what I was about to say, but I'm going to say it the other way. You just got to make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you. True. True. You may, if, if The Chiefs will win if Jimmy Garoppolo has to win the game for the 49ers. If he has to win the game for the 49ers, Chiefs are going to win this game. Now, let's get to the 49ers. What do the 49ers have to do to win this game? Uh, under four touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. Oh no, they gotta hold him under twenty eight points. Under like, it's not even pa- Patrick Mahomes passing four touchdowns. They got they can't you no one wants to get into a 45-57 like offensive battle with the Chiefs. Like, I don't think. I think the 49ers for them to win, their defense has to actually make the Kansas City Chiefs march down the field. Like 
crawl down the field. They no can't big plays. No big they, plays. They can't have big plays to score. Like if they're gonna score, it has to be ten plus play drives where drives are minutes. taking five <laughs> plus minutes just to yeah. get down the field. Actually, not five. Like more like seven or eight. No quick hitters. No quick hitters. No big shots. And then on your end, you got to take time and score on your end. That's there. That's what would have to happen for touchdowns, not field goals. Now let's actually get to the prediction right now. Matthew, what is your prediction for the game? Who's going to win and what the score is going to be? I think the Chiefs are going to win. And I think the score will be like 35-24 or something around. Like, yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to win 33-23. I think that's going to be what the score is. And I think the MVP will obviously be Patrick Mahomes because he will probably be involved in a lot of the passing and it'll probably more of the touchdowns will be in the air not on the ground so that is the official sports reality super bowl what super bowl is this i don't even know the year i don't even know the number super bowl prediction let's now get to our quick hitters uh the australian open isn't as exciting anymore because serena williams lost very early as you're gonna say because it's not on fire anymore oh well I guess so. But uh, <laughs> Serena Williams out pretty early again. I think we got to start asking this question. Is it mental that she's not winning the major titles? Or is it she might be done? Like, we got to start asking this question. We've been asking for the last two years. Oh, it might be mental. It's mental. But now we got to start asking, Is she? does she even have the potential to go deep into major tournaments and win she needs i think one more to break a record or tie a record for all-time majors victories am i is that far-fetched to even ask that question about serena williams no uh i don't think so just because she's been father times undefeated like it, and she's it, been, ha- it is she's been uh we've been asking the same questions about tiger woods for 10 years <laughs> like uh and it took a while from the that's what back. i'm saying it took like, 10 years like you said it might be a while but like uh serena williams is definitely closer to the end of her career than the beginning uh last week we actually kind of hint we spoke about it but we didn't talk about we we mentioned it but we didn't talk about it there was a a brawl in college basketball i at the I end of the Kansas, Kansas State game, you haven't no. seen it yet. I saw my man holding a chair, and then I just stopped. <laughs> uh, I, I just left. I turned. I turned that shit off. <laughs> so Kansas is up big. Okay. Seconds left. Kansas gets across half court. There's no shot clock, so they're holding the ball. Kansas State player decides, "Oh, I'm gonna steal the ball, and I'm gonna go co- go to try and score." Well, he steals it. He goes down the court. D'Souza of Kansas. Says, oh, well, you're going to try and score. I'm going to try and block a shot. He blocks the shot. He stands over him. The buzzer goes off. They're talking trash. D'Souza then pushes uh, the Kansas State player. Kansas State player pushes him back. This happens all really close to the Kansas State bench. So Kansas State players jump in. Kansas players jump in. Somebody, I I think they're a player, but they weren't playing because they weren't suited. But they were in street clothes. But he was also like six, seven, or eight. <laughs> he got into it with D'Souza. He was swinging. D'Souza was swinging. They they crashed into the crowd. D'Souza then somehow picks up a stool 
and brandishes. <laughs> That's the part what? I saw. I saw the brandishing of the stool. <laughs> brandishes it. They, you know, it took a while for police and players and coaches to separate. They got it under control, but the damage was done. This happened in the section where it was the special needs section. The the uh, the, the uh, disability section. So there were people in like wheelchairs, people with crutches, and they couldn't move. Like they were just kind of stuck there. Like yo, these big dudes is fighting right in our section. Even the students, because the student section is right behind. Even the students, they kind of were like, "Oh, this is real." Because usually in a situation like that on a college campus, you know, if you were a college student, Matthew. Hey, basketball players are fighting in front of you. We gotta leave. We gotta leave. We oh, gotta you would have left. Uh, it depends who it is. College? <laughs> age. No, you're college age. Uh, you're in college. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in there. You jumping? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what I'm saying. It's by, it's, it's a, uh, it's and a it's at the palace. <laughs> what? Uh, I, okay, no, Jermaine O'Neal would have beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, but I'm just saying, when you're in college, you're thinking as a yeah. college, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to jump in yeah, too. No, I would at least, I would have waited until the coaches got involved. I would have snuck, I would have hit the shit out of the water boy. <laughs> but now as an adult, I'm uh, like, oh, hey, 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 hey. I got to, hey, we got to. I don't want no parts. Too big. They're too big. They're I don't want big. the police coming and me getting involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, hey, weren't you one of the players? Like, no, what? sir. I was my twin brother. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am 5'6". No, no, no. I was am... not there. was not even. <laughs> I was in the vicinity. <laughs> so that's the thing. You ain't trying to get it. Uh, As an adult uh, now, you're like, bro, whoa, this is real. Why I'm, the people in the, what is it? They had the wheelchairs and the crutches and shit. Uh... You, uh, whoever had the crutches might have had to defend themselves with those. What? <laughs> they were just everyone. And if you look at still shots, there's so many like different stories you could see from people's faces. Like, <laughs> yo, are we? Am I really here? Like, oh my goodness, he got a chair in his head. Oh, WWF, snap. WWF fight. <laughs> then the dudes on the ground, like looking, like, am I really about to get hit by this? <laughs> so yeah, man, D'Souza suspended indefinitely. I think it honestly, even as crazy as the story is. Because people actually didn't get hit with stuff, I think he probably should be suspended for like five games, like and just let him come back. And it shouldn't be for like the rest of the season or anything. But but yeah, but that's me. I'm very liberal about these things. You know, fights happen. You know, especially if no one got hurt seriously, man. Just you get the suspension and then you know for about five games, and that's about it. Uh, let's now get into our championship of the week. Every week we celebrate those that do well and we criticize those that do not. Who's your champ of the week, Matthew? Uh, my champ of the week is the uh, sports community, kind of, because we got this experience, Kobe. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah, man. That's, I, yeah. We didn't even... I'll talk about it later. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we got to experience something great, man. For a very, to, for a very, for a very long, long, time. long time, we got to see and 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 look, man. We mentioned it earlier. Kobe was not perfect, man, but we got to experience it, and we got to see him grow. People, especially our age, we got to really see him from literally a child in the NBA to a man in the NBA to a family man to a businessman to a philanthropist. So yeah, man, the, the sports world, man, we got it. We, we we're champs for experiencing this. Uh, my champ of the week. Man, 
Oh, uh, I, Damian Lillard's been going off, so I gotta give it to him. He's he's been having some monster games. He had what uh, sixty last week, and yeah, then I think he had sixty. Yeah, I think he had sixty the other night too. But yeah, if not sixty, it was fifty something. Uh, so yeah, man, Damian Lillard, champ of the week for me. Uh, Matthew, who's your champ of the week? Uh, just to go along with the theme of the champ, unfortunately, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to have to give you Chump of the Week just because that's what Kobe Bryant would have wanted. <laughs> Yo, they're cool now, man. They're they cool. They cool. They, Jeremy, I'll give it to you sometimes. They're cool. <laughs> man, did you hear about what Sharif said, though? Nah. That's sad. No, nah, look, I don't want to hear it. 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 Well, don't listen. Uh, I seen the picture of them. Sh- like Sharif pretty much said we spoke literally hours before oh he passed God. away. But yeah, and and it's just so like when you think about the dynamic, how Shaq and Kobe weren't cool, but they were because they're like the godparents of each other's kids. And, and then shit. how? Yeah, and then oh they're like, well, hold on, now. yeah, the kids are cool with each other and stuff, yeah. and how they're real cool now and all of that. That that was a little touching. All right, um, let's now get to my chump of the week. My chump of the week goes to Kevin Durant because you're a chump. And the only reason I'm giving it to Kevin Durant, and yes, I may be in the wrong when I say this. I'm willing to admit this. Uh, we're going to delete that part out. We're not in the wrong, goddammit. <laughs> I may be in the wrong here. When the unfortunate news about Kobe Bryant came down, Kendrick Perkins went on Twitter. And he said, look, man. And he, 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 he tagged Kevin Durant. He said, look, man, if I've hurt you, I want to apologize. He's like, we, life is too short. I'm paraphrasing. Life is too short, short to be beefing about these insignificant things. Hey, man, like, I wonder if I have the exact tweet. Uh, but pretty much he's just like, hey, let's patch this up. I want to apologize. I don't even think he's used the word if. I think he said I want to apologize for. But let me actually look it up. I'm going to look up the tweet real quick. Hopefully I can find it quickly. You know, see if your internet is... um. Is up and running. Uh, oh, here it is. I have it right now. Oh, Kendrick Perkins says, I just wanted to tell you, I love you, my brother. And whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry, bro. And hope you forgive me. I love you, bro. Real talk, Kevin Durant. Uh, what did KD say? Absolutely nothing. Okay. And the reason why I have him champ, chump of the week is because... Their argument happened in public. And I am someone where if you wrong someone in public, I think you need to apologize in public. The apology needs to be as loud as the wrongness. And Kendrick, uh, I wasn't calling him Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Perkins sucks. He'd never be as good as Kendrick Lamar. He needs to apologize louder than that. What? So, and that's... Or in Twitter after Kobe has died, dog. Nobody gives a fuck about Kendrick Lamar's or his apologies, dog. You're, you're a terrible person. <laughs> no, fuck that guy. But we spoke about it a couple weeks ago. We're like, how Katie and, and Kendrick Perkins... You just hate Kendrick Perkins. That's all. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you just I can't, hate... I can't... Uh, you can't even think straight uh, on this one. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything. <laughs> so, but, but Kendrick Perkins, he apologized. And you all... Absolutely. You all feuded in public. Not only did you feud in public, Kendrick Perkins never actually directly mentioned you. 
You saw your name on Twitter, and then and he, you jumped in. Because you know, okay, as an official PG County representative, I will take over the questions for Mr. Durant right now. <laughs> he was on his burner account and replied to Fastly when he was searching his name. Perfect. But he didn't. He wasn't on his burner account. This is how this whole debacle happened. <laughs> so you all beef on public on on Twitter. Yes, it's just Twitter at the end of the day. You beef on Twitter in front of everyone, and Kendrick Perkins is offering apology. Dog, it's 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 two days since since this happened, though. Come on, man, reach out. Yeah, yeah, you might say, oh, it's not your business. I reached out to him in private. But if you gonna if you if you searched your name, not even your your at your Twitter handle, you searched your name. He's probably trying to clean up some curse words. He said, <laughs> "True, who's that sound like?" <laughs> if you searched your name and realized that Kendrick Perkins was talking about you, and then you jump in and y'all beef with each other. I think if Kendrick Perkins actually reaches out to you and puts your Twitter handle, that you should be like, hey, man, I apologize. Now, I'll give you this. I do believe Kevin Durant and Kobe were very close friends, so he literally could be mourning. So I would retract all of this if he's like, bro, I'm not even... Like, been on Twitter. I really haven't even been on Twitter. I haven't even been on my phone that has Twitter on it, you know? That is where I'll retract my Chump of the Week award. But if not... He definitely saw that tweet. <laughs> if not... He 100%. If not, Kevin Durant is still Chump of the Week, man. Let's now get into our sports-free zone. We're going to actually not talk about sports for this segment. One of our best segments, some people say. Uh, the coronavirus. I know about this. Coming out of China. China, I know. It's like four conformed cases in America. Yep. And one of them, they're saying there's a person of interest. In Georgetown. In Maryland. That they're saying they're not sure if they have it, but they're monitoring the person. So they know who it is, and they're monitoring the person to see if they have the coronavirus. At the moment, there's no cure. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What are they monitoring then? What is vital? (laughs) <laughs> They're monitoring to see if he actually has he, he, he or she actually oh has God, the virus. What? Now the virus uh, they they traced Christ. it back to a marketplace in China where they were selling uh, meats and exotic meats, uh, wolves, uh, snakes, exotic meats, you dogs, <laughs> cats, uh, other exotic whales, other exotic seafood, and things like that. Oh, we might have to. <laughs> so that's where they're saying the source of the coronavirus okay, is coming we can't, from. Never mind, we can't go there. Basically, uh, so yeah, man, uh, I think it's a respiratory uh, illness. Um, there's no cure. I'm going to be honest. And people are dying from this? Is this shit the new asthma? People people died in um, in China. No one has died in America yet because there's only four confirmed cases. How many cases were? Uh, never mind. No, I don't want to know. Uh, I think it, it's in the, it's in like the 20s or 30 have oh, died sure. in China. Now, can I be real? Jeremy, yes. I am not. Absolutely. I am not panicking because we saw bird flu. Nigga, we seen avian we saw, flu. We seen mad cow disease. We saw mad cow. We oh, saw no, SARS. No. We saw Ebola. And Ebola actually was like, we saw West Nile. I'm not saying Ebola, Ebola was lit though. Ebola was like mur- not lit. Okay, hold on. Hold on. 
<laughs> it's not look, look, not lit, but like I know what you. That mean. was a real fucking like. There was a real threat. <laughs> I was a little bit worried about that, and that shit was in like Texas, or something. Uh, Georgia. Look, look, that one, they had to stay. Uh, when anyone calls the CDC, that's when we got to be worried. Yeah, Zika was. And Zika's still like. I mean, Zika's doing his thing, and 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 that's why I couldn't go to Grenada last year. Like it's still doing his thing, but like we've look, seen we might this. Edit this part out. God damn it. <laughs> we've seen we've seen this stuff already. I am the Black Plague. It's uh what is it? Epidemics like this constantly in the wintertime. I'm I'm not saying I'm just gonna be carefree. Like no, at the end of the day, here. you still gotta wash your hands, still gotta cover your mouth when you sneeze and cough. Put a hat on, you know. Fucking, uh don't be smoking jays with shorts on if, in the middle of the wintertime. If if you're around if you see someone who's sick, try and not be around them. See something, say something. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. So uh so yeah, the coronavirus is uh less lit than Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> Other news outside of uh, sports, I mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, oh, well, the Gram. Uh, do I, I don't. What's the gra- I don't even want to talk about. That. How about this? While I'm talking about Ooh. what I'm about to talk about, you look up who won the Grammys, like the different stuff, just to save time. Billie Eilish, Billie Eilish won every over. goddamn thing. That's what happened. All right, and Lizzo, she won a couple things, right? I don't know. I don't Dave know. Chappelle won Best Comedy Album for the third year in a row, and that's it. That's hey, that's our Grammy coverage, right? Hey, there. We're done. We're done. <laughs> so back to the, what I was about to discuss. Um, Uber. Um, okay. We're All both right. uh we're both Uber drivers. More me Semi more active. Professional and professional. <laughs> me more active than you, but we're both Uber drivers. Nah, definitely. Look, I'm, I, you gotta see how clean my car is right now. Minus the shit that's in the back seat. Last week, or I think it was last week or the week before, there was a shooting in uh Seattle. Like uh, a shooting where uh, two people. I saw this, away. I saw this, I saw this. And um this. people started getting upset at Uber because they say, hey. Prices are surging when people are trying to get out of downtown Seattle where this active shooter was. So, and I'm going to read the tweet where someone had, I'm um, trying to read it verbatim to see, uh, so you could, so you get the real essence. Lately, my phone's just been turning off for some reason, but that's neither here nor there. I'm here. Here's the, here's the tweet right here. It's all that rare um, meat you got on there. Someone by the name of Jennifer Fields. That's a, that's a pretty solid. She name. said, "Hey Uber, f you." Yeah. She my <laughs> my my son and his girlfriend were in downtown Seattle tonight trying to escape oh with their life, but you decide to profit off of tragedy. Hashtag Seattle shooting. She puts up a screenshot for an Uber Comfort ride. I don't know how far they were going. Uber Comfort in a shooting, right? That's not even a pool, dog. That's not even the fastest fucking one, right? No, nah, that's the one where you get all the bells and whistles. Kind Every, of. It's, like, it's, Uber bigger, Comfort. it's like Uber Black or it's crack? No, Uber Comfort is pretty much, it's like an Uber X car, but it's certain Uber X cars. So it's uh, usually cars with a little more room and stuff. But as Uber Comfort, you can control a lot of the aspect of the ride. Like actually tell the driver where to go. You can control the temperature in the car. You can control the music. If you don't want music, you say, I don't want music. Even if you don't want your driver to talk to you, you can say, this is all before when you request. Mute. You say, do not speak to me. Like So when it comes to the driver. Do you drive? Do you do this? My car actually doesn't qualify. Even you know, though I have we an gotta Accord. We got to find out what car. Uh, we got uh, pickup trucks. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> Mike Edwards, his car, he has a Highlander. It's a little larger. He he, he could hit. Uh, his actually, um, his actually qualifies, uh, and he t- so these are things control the temperature, uh, even telling the driver if you want to have a conversation or not, things like that. That was one hundred seven dollars and forty five. I want 45 cents. The regular Uber X was $80.53. Um, so then I, I retweeted and I said, uh, there are so many issues with this tweet. Way too long to tweet. I'll discuss it on episode 96 of this podcast, which is right now during the sports free segment. Let me tell you all people. And yes, maybe it hit close to home because I'm an Uber driver. And at the moment, it is one of my primary sources of income. And it surges crazy in the D.C. area anytime anything happens in the city. I don't think people understand what a surge is. The surge is when there are more people asking for rides than there's drivers in the area. So, in a mass shooting, where maybe literally twenty to 30,000 people are trying to leave in a concentrated area, there's not enough drivers in the area, right, Matthew? Uh, unless there are 30,000 Uber drivers there. Exactly. So, of course, the price is going to go up. Now, Uber and Lyft. Lyft figured it out first. They realized because it's all an algorithm. They realized, duh. Of yeah, it's not I, someone. I, I'm glad that you said that, Jeremy. Is Jesus not, fucking Christ! It is not people looking at it and saying, "Oh, let's raise the price." Oh, shooting. Let's get it popping. What you dumb motherfuckers? It's a computer program. It, it basically said, "Oh, when, when the demands reach this much, we got to raise the price, and we keep on raising until." The, the demand, demand isn't as high, down. and yeah, then we start lowering it. Down. Well, Lyft figured it out; it was because of the shooting. So then they actually capped the surge, and then Uber found out, realized later, and they capped the surge. But people were still upset with rideshare companies, specifically Uber, because Uber took a long time. Now, Uber took a long time, a to longer drive time into the active shooter zone to transport people out, and people were upset about this. Yes. Okay. Mind you, you could have took public transportation. You could oh, have fucking walk too. You could have walked for free. You could have took public transportation. Anything oh, else? But what happened? There was a huge traffic jam. So think about this: you're 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 requesting an Uber, and there's a traffic jam in front of you. And there's a, a active shooter around at I, a traffic jam. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to take a while for the driver to get to you, or that motherfucker might start shooting at all the cars that are in traffic. Also, here's another thing: you people who are complaining about the prices of your Ubers. What you want the driver to drive drive for the regular price in this dangerous area? Because I'm gonna be real. What? Uh, I hope Uber, Uber drivers in Chicago make a little bit more money than Uber drivers in like motherfucking Wyoming or some shit where it's safe. So I'm gonna be real, Matthew. If we're in DC and there's a shooter, I'm going the fuck home. I'm going home. I'm not going to do that. But you know, if it's raining bad, yeah, I'm gonna drive because or a let out. Or a, or or a, let a out. baseball game or ending, a basketball or game or something like that. Yeah, but an active shooter, I'm not Kanye doing. Kanye West concert ending. I always, I will always remember that. I made a hundred dollars and drove down the street to go hundred dollars to go down the street. Anyways, to the drivers who decide, hey, I'm still going to work during this time, or to the drivers who actually have no choice and they say, hey, I need money. I gotta pay this thousand dollar Uber bill a month for this car they gave me, or whatever the fuck or, it is, or other financial things. I think they should get paid more for dealing with mass shootings 
and dealing, trying to get uh, you out. If you're an Uber driver in America, uh, mass shootings are something that you're going to just apparently have to fucking deal with. So if Uber drivers got to deal with it, I don't really want to hear shit from no goddamn riders, bro. Like for real, for real. Fuck this lady. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a travesty for sure about the shooting, but fuck her. Um, yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's, like it's. It, it, I, get, I get it. I get it. I get it. you're mad. The I price went it. up. It's more than you expected. I but it. I mean, what did you expect? Like, it's not like they were like, "Hey, it's a mass shooting. Let's oh, raise the prices let's now. Run it up." No, you know? No, like it's also a safety thing. That's hazard pay. Like at the end of the day, Uber drivers don't get hazard pay. By the way, it's not a thing. It's, they don't. It's, it's the surge. It's the surge. Thank you. Um, yes, with the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven others on a helicopter crash earlier this week, we uh, we got a few people to call in uh, either today or throughout the last couple days to discuss uh, just, you know, why they like Kobe Bryant, their, their interactions and, and things like that. So take a listen to this. We have, uh, I think, four different tributes. Um, so, yeah. Take a listen and enjoy. I'm here with my boy Donnie Bedney. Donnie Bedney was a regular when we had this as a radio show on WLVS Radio. He used to come on quite frequently, uh, but now that we have it as a podcast, we've just been kind of, you know, trying to fix our schedules around so we can make this work. But because of the unfortunate news about Kobe Bryant's death and uh, eight others on the uh, helicopter, and including his daughter. We just had to get Donnie on here. Donnie, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for uh, welcoming me to the pod, man. Excited no to be back together. <laughs> no problem, no problem. We got to do this more often. Uh, before, uh, first off, were, were, you, were you even a Kobe Bryant fan when it came to basketball? That's a that's, that's a complicated question, man. But uh, the short answer is. Uh, you know, I, I developed a lot of love for Kobe uh, later on in his career. I think um, consistently in this, if people go back or heard the radio show of us talking, I think manufactured greatness is something that I've always spoken out against. And so I was against a lot of the media hype around him being the next Jordan kind of early on in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, but over, over time, just watching his career, his work ethic, um, you know, beginning to watch more videos and, and just how he continuously progressed uh, and his mindset around things. I, I developed so much love for him and, uh, you know, kind of mid-career, if you will, uh, a little bit more. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, um, on Sunday, you know, it's the week before the Super Bowl. There's the Pro Bowl going on. There's about to be some NBA games about to start. But then the unfortunate yeah. news breaks. Where were you when you heard the unfortunate news? Oh man! So uh, my wife and daughter and I—we were—I uh, was actually in D.C. Funny enough, I was in—I was in Maryland uh, wow. actually um, at a real estate investing conference, and uh, my phone was in my pocket. And when I say to you, I get—I got off the bus from going on these tours, and I had about thirty-five messages, uh, and that was just text messages. I had like another twenty some on WhatsApp from different people like yo did you hey are you free hey you got a moment you know um i mean and these are messages that you normally get you know when you get from your mom or you know other loved ones these aren't typically good messages 
and I had, you know, a bunch of people reaching out just saying, you know, hey, Kobe passed. They're saying Kobe died, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it was wild, man. And, and I'm talking about it. The conference we went to had like 150 people or so. And I mean, literally, as we were getting off the buses, everybody, I had people I had just met looking at me like, hey, you hear about Kobe? Hey, did you hear about Kobe? Literally. I mean, ev- everybody was getting hit up uh, at the same time. And I think that it, it was just a microcosm of the impact that, uh, you know, his life really had on, on just so many different people, man. I'm talking about age ranges, you know, every demographic you could think of, you know, people were, you know, there was just like this, this random, you know, kind of, I don't want to say cloud, but kind of, kind of like a cloud, if you will. Uh, and we're actually in California now, uh, Northern California, but I mean, it's been just kind of eerie over the past few days, man, just with the impact, um, and that's not even I, I immediately went on social media and I mean it was it was crazy my, my timelines on every platform that I have were just blowing up wow wow now uh you have a young daughter newborn correct or infant yeah. right now yeah absolutely uh, man she'll, did, she'll be six months on uh tomorrow six congratulations tomorrow. congratulations now did this story hit close to home knowing that it was Kobe Bryant and his daughter bonding over something that they loved oh man man dude i i uh you know i'd love to definitely is the is short answer um you know sophia my daughter is uh will be six months tomorrow and uh you know it, just with the way that you know she's begun to develop and stuff like that i mean i i reposted a story you know as, as everybody else is you know given their Kobe stories and L Duncan has, you know, an extremely powerful story, um, that in, in moment that her and, uh, her and Kobe shared, um, just with, with him talking about, you know, loving being, um, you know, a girl dad, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, just to, just to watch their relationship. I mean, his relationship with, with all his daughters, man, I think it's, has been, you know, truly inspirational and, um, you know, just his commitment, uh, undying commitment to excellence and, and what it really takes. I mean, you know, to hear him, and I'm sure you know this, I, I don't know if, if other people listening to the pod know this, but there was an interview a couple of years ago where he actually talked about the reason why he started um, using the helicopter in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he did is is literally based on his commitment to his family um, because he was getting caught up in LA traffic, and if he um, if he was able to take the helicopter, he was able to get home and like you know his commute was like 15 minutes versus you know he was missing like you know different school plays and stuff like that, and so it allowed him to put in the time and dedication that he had to the game, you know that so many of us love, you know, and, and as we know him as an athlete, but at the same time him as a father and a husband he made a commitment and he, he just found a way in this case, you know, um, utilize a helicopter for, you know, transportation that would allow him to be at home so he could pick up the girls from school, you know, be at different events, practices, all that kind of stuff. And so even, even the use of that mode of transportation was based on his love for his family, man. And that's just, that's powerful. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now let's get to some more upbeat, uh, subject matter about Kobe Bryant. What's what is I sure. guess your favorite Kobe Bryant moment 
and this could be something that's very popular that everyone kind of knows of, or it could be something that <laughs> no one even remembers, but it's like your favorite Kobe Bryant moment. Oh man. Um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to use something that hopefully nobody else mentions, but it, it actually is, goes back to kind of that Mamba mentality, you know, kind of thing. So, um, and, it, and I'll give it kind of one, a one B. So, so one is, uh, the Mamba mentality commercials that he did with all the celebrities. So like <laughs> Tony Robbins, <laughs> the Kanye, Kanye, you know, all of them. And the Kanye one, like, I think was one of my favorites. Um, he was just like, you know, what do I do with, you know, what do I do about, you know, more records? He's like, break more records. You know, <laughs> so I just think like his, the, the, the comedian that he was, um, you know, kind of in that process, I just remember that. And, and once again, it just proves like he was, how can you be a celebrity to celebrities? You know, like this, this is so, so powerful. So, I, so there, there was that. And then the other one was just, um, actually, uh, an interview, and he talked about this a while ago. Um, that he had, but he talked about um, he talked about life and how life was just you know really simple, right? And how when he first started playing in the league, you know, he he realized something that was simple math, and he would wake up and he realized that like. Cats were waking up to train, and, you know, say say people wake up at like 7, 8 a.m., you go to the gym, you work out, you know, train for like three hours, and you have to come home, you know, recoup, you know, eat lunch, etc. That's like one, you know, maybe you, you rest and recoup, get back to the gym at like two, you know, train again for another three hours, come home, eat dinner, you know, rest and recoup, and then, you know, maybe get back to the gym one more time. Um you know, and then do it all again, right? But he recognized that if he would wake up at 4 a.m. and get to the gym by 4.30, then he could get in basically four training sessions a day while, you know, other people were getting in, you know, maybe two, maybe three max training sessions a day. And that over time, if he committed to that and he remained committed to that, then literally just people wouldn't be able to catch up because... You know, sheer just the power of numbers, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so that for me has been just a lifelong lesson that you know I was able to, you know, even begin implementing kind of in my own life, where you think about like discipline, dedication, um, and once again, just life is about simple math, man. If we want to, we want to be great in something, you know, what are we willing to do just at a more frequent basis um, than other people? And I think he just he he lived that. Not only you know in his career from uh, as a basketball player, but also you think about him as a businessman, you know, as a father. You know, uh, it's allowed me to kind of put aside any kind of reasons or excuses that I have, and understand like if I want to spend more time with my daughter and yet you know have a good career, you know, be on podcasts with you know people I love and respect, um, you know, whatever we can always find the time. We just have to be committed to uh, you know putting in whatever time we need. And uh, so he, he's had a massive impact on my life. Now. Well, Donnie, I want to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule. You're on the road right now, so I definitely appreciate you taking out time to discuss uh, Kobe Bryant and his legacy. We have to do this again where you come on do it. on a larger scale. So let's make it.
like you said, let's make time to do this, man. I greatly appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it, bro. And and just let me know, man. We'll make it happen. Twenty twenty uh, is sure. uh, is is a year that I will commit to being on the pod multiple times. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for sure, man. Thank you once again. Take it easy, man. All right, man. Take care. Peace. Uh, let's welcome my boy Ricky. Ricky comes to the gym where I play basketball during the week. Met him through a mutual friend of mine, and we've been cool for several years. Ricky, man, welcome to the Sports Reality Podcast. How's everything going? I'm amazing. It's my pleasure to uh, join you all. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, unfortunate uh, circumstances. So I'm amazing, man. I'm amazing. It's a pleasure to know you. Yeah, man. Uh, just real quick, um, you, you're you're pretty big in basketball. I would. I, I, this is my, uh, I guess, assumption of you. You are, uh, you know, I say you're a basketball player. Would you say you are a basketball player? Would you say that about yourself? Because some people play uh, basketball and some people are basketball players. <laughs> <clears throat> no, great question. Uh, to uh, my perspective on who I am and what I am to the game, I'm a basketball connoisseur. If you need okay. me to put a bucket in, I put a bucket in. If you need me to read some stats off to you, I'm a historian. If you need me to connect with somebody, I'm a networker. So I'm a, just a uh, connoisseur overall. Um, I, I can spot talent. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm an athlete in the realm of basketball as far as a profession. That is a great perspective on that. Um, Absolutely. Kobe Bryant, the passing of Kobe Bryant. Where were you when you uh, heard the news? What were you doing? Wow. That's so funny. Uh, <clears throat> I was actually on my way to uh, my nine-year-old boy's second uh, game. Uh, I coached for Team Takeover class of 2029, uh, Team Takeover Josh Hart specifically, on my way on I-95 and uh, a parent that I don't typically talk to um, from a child that I trained maybe four years ago. Uh, we, 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 you know, tap in here and there. We talk here and there. The first thing he wrote me while I was driving was, man, that's sad what happened to Kobe. And he had a grammatical error. So, I'm, so you know, I'm kind of confused. Like, wait, what are you talking about? You know, like maybe mm-hmm. he might have. His T9 text might have, you know, messed up a word or two. I don't know. And um, he was like, wait, you didn't hear? Kobe's helicopter crashed. And mm. that moment, I was numb. Mind you, this was maybe 2.30 Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally driving to a basketball game to inspire my players to want to play defense, to have tenacity, to have resilience in the founder, well, a pillar of those very things exited Earth as I was looking to implement that in my team's uh, day-to-day game uh, regimen. So it's like, wait, hold up. So, yeah, I was in the car, devastated. Um, honestly, didn't believe it for a long time. Until I got to the gym, um, my kids were running up to me. Hey, coach, did you hear about Kobe? The referee came over to me. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So then that somewhat confirmed it for me. And I mean, to be honest with you, I had a blank mind. So I can't tell you how I felt. I had a, I was numb. I really felt like I blacked out for maybe two or three minutes, to be honest with you. Man. Now, uh, 
this is a, now that you brought it up about you coaching your team and they're probably about an eight, nine year olds. What, what do they know about Kobe Bryant? Like, what are their, I guess, ideas and thoughts about Kobe Bryant? Because when he retired, what, four years ago, I mean, they're five years old, but what do they know about him? Absolutely. Really good question. So the biggest thing, what do they know about Kobe? Um, I don't really think they know in-depth details about Kobe. They, as I mentioned before, resilience. He's a competitor. I bring up those things all the time because of my relationship with Kobe. I bring it up in practice. So as much as I bring him up and what he brings to the table, that gave them, a, 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 I will say, a brief idea of who he is as far as the person. I mean, he's a philanthropist. I mean, everyone sees him on TV. Everywhere. YouTube is uh, a predominant platform for people to we play the best of that time period so i can't really tell you my kids oh my my kids know kobe when he was number eight with the fro i can't say that but i do know they know the qualities of what made him a great basketball player oh man now um another reason why i definitely wanted to have you on because out of all the people that i know there are very few people that i know that actually have met kobe bryant and you are one of them um, and I, I realized that the other day when you posted something on Facebook about your interaction. Just uh, for those that don't know, share share some uh, information on your interaction with Kobe Bryant. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you information. I'm going to give you uh, the first time I met him, really, really brief. Um, so I, at the uh, time period, I was literally early in my... Uh, coaching career, my basketball training career. This is maybe 2015, I believe, December 2015. Kobe was literally at the tail end of recovering from his and the Lakers were playing the Wizards that night. And I will never forget this. I remember at this time I worked at Georgetown Yatesville House. Uh, I was actually a maintenance worker. That's so crazy. I was a maintenance worker and I mean, you know, we had the duties where we, you know, uh, sweep the floor, clean the backboards, uh, clean towels, whatever you want to call it, maintenance overall. Um, I remember my supervisor calling my coworker over to him. Said, hey, Eric, come over here. And he kind of, you know, excluded me from the conversation. So I'm like, wait a second, what's going on? So I, you know, I didn't really think much of it. And what told me everything was the look on my coworker's uh, face. He goes by the name of Eric. Uh, my, my, my supervisor told him whatever he told him Eric's face drew some type of curiosity from me so immediately I ran over to, to, to both of them like hey what's going on what's going on <laughs> my supervisor said, well, I don't want to tell you because you don't know how to act <laughs> I'm like what do you mean tell me what what do you mean I don't? I won't know how to act I took it as you know it was totally insulting until I seconds down, I'm like, look, I want to know what is going on. So someone needs to tell me what's going on. Uh, Eric pulls me aside and says, hey, um, Indaba just told me that Kobe Bryant just walked through the doors. Like, what? What do you mean Kobe Bryant just walked through? Like, Bean? Like, be Kobe Bryant? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. One more time. Let me make this very clear. Kobe is in this building right now. And he said, yeah, that's what that's what Indaba just told me. 
I don't know if I was about to cry or was I laughing and crying of joy. I don't know what it, what that feeling was. When I grabbed my stomach, I had my fist to my mouth. I was biting my finger, like, and he literally looked at me and he laughed so. <laughs> he laughed so hard and said, "Hey man, come here." He screamed, "Come here, right quick, come here!" And I walked over. He's like, "Hey, what's going on, man? I'm Kobe Bryant." <laughs> and I say. Of course you're Kobe Bryant, man. Like, dang. He's like, yeah, what's your name? I'm Ricky, man. I work here. Um, I'm NBA players all the time. He's different. He's totally different. Um, it was just crazy how uh, I went from being a super fan to me getting down to business. At this point of time in my life, 2015, I was going to with Steve Francis. Uh-huh. So after my butterflies jumped out, I got some. Kobe, man, you know I want to get straight to it. I know you're not going to be here long. First question I have for you: Are you calling me? Right. Hey, I'm not He said, "Who do get my black ass I'm not in shape at all." I said, "Okay, so that's a no." Hey, cool. I said, "Well, look, Kobe." <laughs> Know some of these things. So I appreciate what you've done for my life as a basketball player. I love the fact that you embedded uh, being a competitor, being resilient, and being uh, a go getter. No matter what, you're a go getter. Second, you to do me a favor, Kobe. He said, "What was that? Hey, what is it?" I said, "Well, this called me a favor." But because of the documentary on Steve Holmes, I want for you to get to let me know that I need him for my documentary. I said, so you're the favorites people act. Your name and who you are. But you have nothing to do with this documentary. This is going to be powerful. And this is for people who act like a college. He laughed so hard. He laughed so hard. And he said, so you're doing a documentary on Steve Francis? I said, yeah. He said, ooh. That's cold. That's cold. He says, so what it's about? I said, well, I'm from PG County, Maryland. He's from Montgomery County, Maryland, which borders each other. And he's done so, uh, he's done the community so well. It's all uh, court and off the court. I want to give him a tribute um, from him starting that out on the University of Maryland. The reason why it's because he broke up a freshman when, um, was leaving. So he, if anybody would know Steve Francis, it would be Steve Blake. Especially, mm. uh, I wonder, uh, what I really want to know from Steve Blake is uh, what did Steve Francis put in him as far as knowledge um, for him to su- succeed as well as he and winning an NCAA championship? Um, well, I could tell I blew Kobe's mind away. I blew his mind <laughs> away. He literally said, I was not expecting that. At all. Not expecting that. So, um, he said, What's your name again? I said, I'm Ricky. I thought, What happened to your number? But you probably got eight cell phones. He said, You don't need to give me a number. You got my word. I'm going to tell Steve. I'm Steve Blake for you. I said, You sure? I said, You know, I, you know you're a busy man. I, I understand. He said, No, I'm looking for me. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm like, Okay, cool. And uh, the, the funniest part of the, that whole conversation was, uh, I looked at Kobe, I said, so you know what comes next, right? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, what, what, what? I'm like, and I, I, had, I had Eric in front of me, and I slowly gave Eric the phone. I said, yeah, you got to smile for me, man. I got to get a picture with you, man. 
that's nothing. He's just nothing. And the funniest thing is, at that time, uh, there was a vending machine man getting the money out of the vending machine. The initial point of Kobe walking up on the second floor, I don't think the vending machine man knew that that was Kobe. By the uh, time I the, the glass was taken on my phone, <laughs> it was so all you heard was chains dropped all over the floor, and they keep not look at my phone. It's three of us in the picture. I'm like, wait a second here. Like, get out the picture, make it out the picture. Kobe loved every minute of it. It wasn't like overbearing. It was all comedy. He laughed so much at that that 12 minute span. He laughed so much. So um, he took a picture with me. He took a picture with a couple of. Uh, there was a guy on a treadmill, and he said, I walked with him. Kobe goes off. And he was going on the treadmill, and he said, Kobe, you face down on his face. He ended up, I gave that guy opportunity to have a conversation with him. And uh, the funniest thing about all of this is, and I want to give God the glory, um, one of my friends called me, hey, you want to work uh, Steve Blake's basketball camp in, uh, in Montgomery County at the Discovery Center? I'm like, yeah, sure. And my dad loves Steve Blake. So, when I seen Steve Blake, of course, I'm working for him. You know, we work basketball camp. You're always around, you know, the person who's holding the camp, whose name is, you know, behind the whole camp. So me and Steve Blake maybe were together for probably about a whole seven hours, six hours. I forget mm-hmm. to even, like, mention Kobe. The first thing that came to my mind was, hey, my dad loves Steve Blake. My dad is a 2002 Gary Williams, Maryland Terrapin super fan. He loves Steve Blake. So I called my dad. Let him call. Let him talk to Steve Blake a little bit. Him and Steve talked on the phone for a solid ten minutes. Really hit me over my head. Like, wait. For the time, I uh, I went away with doing the document uh, the documentary for Steve Francis. Some things happened with Steve Francis and his wife. I don't want to talk about it, but anyway, some things happened where we had to put it on pause. So um, I remember me uh, getting my phone back from Steve Blake. My dad getting on the phone, giving me the whole "You're the best." You know how it is, uh, and I told him I said, "Well, look, I gotta go. We're starting back up with uh, uh, camp. Kids are done with lunch, so and I'm, I want to talk to Steve. Walk over to Steve and say, hey, Steve, I don't know why I'm telling you this now, but I met Kobe in December, and uh, when I met him, I mentioned me doing a documentary for Steve Francis, and um, he told me he'll tell you. And I know how busy he is. I don't know love lost if he didn't tell you." But and Steve Blake cut me off and said, "That's you." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> he said, "Wait, wait, wait." Like Kobe came to me and told me he met a kid in DC that's doing a documentary on Steve Francis, and he he literally told me small details of what you were looking for for the documentary. That's you. I said, "Yes, that's me." I said, "Did he really tell you?" He said, "Yeah." He told me. He told me. I said, "Whoa." Whoa. I said, Kobe had me on his mind after he left me. And Steve Blake was like, hey, man, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I didn't do the documentary, but for him to actually remember to tell Steve Blake what I wanted to tell him my vision, tell him what I told him in great detail. He didn't leave anything out. And for him to do that, that's huge for anybody. You know, like, so 
that was my interaction with them, my initial interaction with them. But I worked Mamba Academy on numerous uh, occasions. But, you know, the Kobe that people, Kobe is so professional that you're not going to get much out of him. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get much out of him. Like, he's extremely professional to a point where he just wants to get the objective done and then we can laugh and have kicks and giggles later. He doesn't really care about all that extra stuff. He wants to attack the objective and be done with it. Just kill it, murder it, do what we got to do to our best ability and be done with it. And then he'll laugh with you. So, you know, I have many different uh, occasions, not many, but a few different occasions when I met Kobe in the Mamba Academy in LA. But the best one was my very first initial contact with Kobe Bryant, the the GOAT, the Mamba. <laughs> well, man, Ricky, man, that is such a, a great story about uh, your your interactions with Kobe Bryant and, and just how, like, the human side of it, man. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to, uh, I mean, it's an unfortunate situation. It's a situation that for many people, especially you who actually met him, you know, you're going to unfortunately remember this, but I want to still thank you for taking out of time, taking time out of your schedule and, and discussing this with us, man. Man, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you for you to have me um, as a, as a, as a guest. Um, I do want to shout out with God, uh, my Lord and Savior. Second, um, I want to shout out Team Takeover, uh, 2029, Class of 2029, Josh Hart's team. Um, and uh, third of all, man, I just want to leave it. Um, and I, I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but, you know, I, I leave everything with a statement, um, which is trademarked by me. And, Jeremy, I'm sure you're familiar with it. And that's why panic when God planned it. Um mm-hmm. You know, that stands for everything, not just the death of Kobe Bryant, but anything that's going on in life. We do want to always, uh, you never want to question God. You want to trust him. And uh, with you trusting him is an opportunity for you to build faith. And with faith, you can, man, move mountains. So um, I really appreciate it. Uh, and if, yeah, if there's anything else that I can do, uh, I have a video of me and Kobe also. Uh, it's just, I mean, anything you guys need. I'm a fan of the show. Um, you guys are doing great things, and I want to be part of the success of the growth of this uh, particular podcast. So shout out to y'all, man, big time. Definitely appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you later, man. Jeremy, blessings, brother. Yep, yep. Peace. Let's uh, welcome my boy, BJ Boyer. BJ Boyer is part of the Basketball Society, am I correct? Yes, sir. All right, man. Welcome to the podcast. This has been long awaiting. I wanted to get you on here for a couple things, but because of schedules, we couldn't really match things up. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that we had to come together under these circumstances, but I'm also still glad that I'm here to speak to you. How's everything going, man? Everything's going well. I'm I'm happy to be on, and and hopefully I'm able to come on again in the future. Like you said, uh, it's it's definitely a a tough set of circumstances that we're facing, and and, you know we're going to be facing for the next couple months, and and practically for the whole year. But uh, I'm I'm glad to be able to come on and 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 speak. Now, um, if you don't mind sharing, about how old are you? I'm 25. I just turned 25 in December. Okay, so uh, you you really were able to see Kobe Bryant play in his prime. So, what what was it that drew you to him and for him to be like your favorite basketball player? 
so the first time I ever watched basketball was in 2000. It was the 2000 Western Conference Finals, Lakers Blazers. I watched Game Seven with my brother, and I just remember the entire Lakers arena being all the fans being coated in gold. They all had on gold shirts, and at the you know at that age, I wasn't really under, able to understand and grasp the concepts and the rules of basketball. But once I was old enough to do so, I, I asked my brother, I said, yo, you know, remember we were watching that game when I was real little? What team was that? And he, he told me it was the Lakers. So that was actually the, the year after they lost to the Pistons and Shaq got traded. I started following the Lakers and their best player at the time was Kobe. And I, I was just drawn to his level of skill, the way he just dominated games. It was just, you know, even in 2005, I was still young. But, you know, at that age, I was able to understand and recognize, like, this guy is really good. Like, he's better than everybody else that I'm watching right now. And ever since then, that's just that's just been my guy. Now, there's also, like, some degrees of separation because you grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And, you know, he went to high school probably not far away from you, correct? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, Kobe's in an absolute legend in, in Philadelphia basketball. And it's, it's funny because, you know, and obviously the, with, with his untimely passing and the, the tragic events surrounding it, um, you know, the, the temperature towards him has changed around in the suburbs and in Philadelphia. But before he was honestly disliked, you know, um, he, a lot of people in the Philadelphia area weren't huge fans of Kobe Bryant. And it, was, and, and it's kind of like a Philly thing, you know, Philadelphia fans are noted for being harsh and kind of cold. Throwing batteries at uh, Santa Claus. Yeah, you. I mean, it's 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 well documented how harsh Philadelphia fans can be. So I think it was some of that involved. But um, yeah, like I said, you know, with with everything that's happened in the, over the past few days, obviously it's been an outpouring of love. I actually hope to make it down to Lower Marion to leave some flowers and just kind of pay my respects. You know, obviously being on on the East Coast, I'm not able to get out to LA on a whim. So I, I think that's the next best thing for me and just to to show love to, to Kobe and his legacy. I'll head down to Lower Marion and, and see what the vibe is like down there. Now, uh, you were able to sit pretty much courtside to at one of his Lakers games at Staples Center. How was that experience? It was absolutely amazing. Um, it's on my bucket list to go to every NBA arena. So it was, it was a pleasure to be able to check off Staples Center, have it be my 21st birthday, and get to watch Kobe all at the same time. And one of my favorite parts of telling this story is, so um, the, the the tickets to the game were a gift for my brother, were practically my entire family, but my brother is the one that went with me out there. And it was I had two choices of games. So I had the game against the Milwaukee Bucks on December 15th, and then my birthday is on the 16th. Or I had a nationally televised game against James Harden and the Rockets on the 17th. Now, at the time, this is 2013, mind you, so the Bucks aren't, uh, I mean, not 2013, excuse me, I'm thinking about the year I graduated high school, 2016, excuse me, but um, the, with December 2015, the 2015-16 season. Um, so, mind you, at the time, the Bucks aren't the elite team that they are today. Giannis wasn't the player that he is today. So, it was like, go see a lesser team and the Lakers have a better chance of winning or go see Kobe play against James Harden, one of the best players in the league. And I chose the Bucks because I figured, like I said, the Lakers had a better chance of winning. They wouldn't get blown out. And that's exactly what they did. They played one of their best games of this season. Uh, Kobe had a great game. D'Angelo Russell played well. Randall played well. Larry Nance put somebody on a poster. So it was just like a dream scenario. The Lakers won 17 games that season. 17 games they won that season. <laughs> and the one 
time I go out there to watch them play, they win that game and play arguably their best game of the year. So it was just like fate. And the Rockets game, guess what? Kobe threw down a poster on Click Capella, but they ended up getting blown out. So I made the right choice. It worked out just how it was supposed to. So one of probably the best experience I've ever had watching basketball in my entire life. Now, I do have uh, two more questions before we get out of here. Um, what's your favorite, I guess, in-game Kobe Bryant memory? All right, I got two. So the first one being probably um, when he hit the game winner against Phoenix, just because, like, that was 2006. That was, like, right as I was really, really starting to become a super fan. And I was just, like, so entranced. The Lakers went up 3-1 as the eighth seed. The arena was exploding. It was a Sunday primetime ABC game in the playoffs. I remember that game. It was just, like, absolutely un... But it was just, like, at that point, it was like, what can't this guy do on the basketball court? Just absolutely... Just It was like a video. It was like playing 2K almost. And then, secondly, I'll probably have to say um, December 4th, 2009 when he hit the game winner over Dwayne Wade uh, in L.A. Well, you know, the one-legged three-pointer. Ah, yeah. And I just remember that because my brother was up watching. I ran into his room. We hugged each other, jumping up and down. And that season, Kobe was just knocking down game winners like it was nothing. He had one against that one against the Heat, had one against the Kings, had one against the Celtics, had one against the Bucks, And, like, he was just solidifying himself as probably the, the most clutch player in the NBA at the time. And I'm, I'm actually throwing a bonus one. When he was able to close out the Phoenix Suns in Game 6 of the 2010 Western Conference Finals, the degree of difficulty on those shots, it was just absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, it, it was a part of Kobe's last title run, which will always be special to me. And obviously, he had successes, um, you know, following that in the regular season and minimally in the playoffs, I guess from an individual standpoint, you can say. But that was just like it. That was the last great you know, aside from this laker team that we're watching today that was probably the last great laker team of the 2010 so i mean it was it was just awesome to watch kobe wreck every single team and in, in, in the way uh, to title number five now um you actually had a chance and a moment to meet kobe uh just uh give us a little backstory on that and just how everything went okay so Summer of 2011, I went to Kobe's camp at UC Santa Barbara in California. Um, And right before the camp started, I went to the mall to get new basketball shoes. You know, I wanted to make sure I was looking right for the camp. And um, I had it was it was a choice between the Adidas Crazy 8s, which are Kobe's old shoes. And at the time, what his newest shoe was with Nike, the, the Kobe Zoom 6. So I had had every Nike Kobe since the third one. But I wanted to switch it up because I knew I'd end up getting it anyway. I wanted to switch it up. The, the Adidas were a little cheaper. So I went with the Adidas Crazy 8s. So um, I go out to the camp and we're taking our team picture. So, you know, at the camp, you, everybody played on the team. So I'm taking my team picture and we're ordered to walk up to Kobe um, from tallest to smallest. So I was the tallest on my team. So I walk up first. He looks me up and down. He goes, what you got on your feet? Now, here I am like about to jump out of my skin because I'm thinking I'm going to get thrown out the camp because I remember seeing on the website reading the rules that you couldn't wear any Kobe Bryant uh, Adidas apparel or shoes I'm like yo I'm about to get tossed from this camp like this damn near thousand dollar camp and uh, he goes well I said I got on your old kicks (laughs) he goes we gotta get get you out of those 
He goes, after this picture, go over to that lady right there and tell her your name, your address, give her all your information. So I tell everything to this lady. I'm sitting here thinking, like, like I'm, I'm going to go back to lunch. Like, we had lunch after the picture. So I'm like, I'm going to go to lunch. And they're going to be like, well, well, William Boyer, please report to, <laughs> to the front desk. And, they, and they're going to they're gonna send me home. So lunch lunch goes by. And then we had a game that evening. Every team played games in the evening. So I'm sitting here stretching before my game, stretching out. I get a tap on my back. It's, it's, it's a, a Kobe camp rep. She goes, these are from Kobe. He said, never wear Adidas again. And in the box, it was a fresh pair of never Kobe Zoom. Never wear Adidas again. <laughs> never wear Adidas again. It was a fresh pair of Kobe Zoom 6s, the Charlotte Hornet edition. And I turn around and I see him standing in the corner with his arms folded, sunglasses on, just looking like, yeah, I'm that dude. Like, it was, and it's something I'll never, ever, ever forget. And I and I, ac- I actually posted the picture on Facebook. And when you zoom in on the picture, you can see the, uh, you can see the box. And you can see the Adidas sitting in the box. Like I'm making sure that box is closed tight. I don't want no, I don't want Kobe to get no peek at that Adidas logo. So that was something I will never forget. And, that and was actually, brush with death. <laughs> at, the, at, at the end of the camp, every camper got a chance to, uh, you know, shake his hand like he sat at a table, and you, you got, he got the, he signed something for for you, and then you shook his hand. And I actually wrote a letter just telling them what he meant to me, like how much he's inspired me as a young man and as an athlete at the time. And I handed it to him. He pocketed it. Did he ever read it? I don't know. I'm sure I'm not the only person that gifted him a letter or a painting or a piece of artwork or whatever whatever it was that day. But, um, you know, just, just having him take it from my hand and being able to shake his hand, and it was, you know, awesome. And like like we said to open, it's just it's absolutely so surreal that this has happened. It's, it's tough to fathom. I was really shaken up on Sunday. I was, I was in utter, complete shock. I cried a lot. Um, you know, two days removed from... The tragic set of events i'm a little better uh it's, it's settled in and um now it's just you know now it's more so thinking of all all, all the positivity that kobe bryant brought to my life the excitement uh, the inspiration being able to watch him perform and and how um you know becoming such a huge fan of his has led me down my current career path and has helped me to develop such a strong affinity for the Los Angeles Lakers so forever thankful to him and it's it's such a shame he 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 played basketball for pretty much all of his life and he was set for the second phase of his life uh you know centered around his his family and being able to coach his daughter and it you know so suddenly it's it's uh, stripped away and something i told my friends is like you know, when we think of Kobe Bryant, what do you think of? Somebody that's a competitor, somebody that's going to give it his all. He was noted for playing through multiple injuries. He was just like the toughest guy that we've ever known. And through that, kind of created this, this you know, sh- like shroud of invincibility. Like Kobe can get through anything. Like like Kobe, you know, like Kobe can handle anything. Like nothing can defeat him. So it's like so, it's just so crazy to 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 think that he's gone and like I, I i told my friend i said yo i just i just want to go on twitter and, and see him tweet like yo i was kidding like i'm back like you you, you know no helicopter crash is gonna knock me out like you know i'm still breathing but unfortunately it's it's, it's not going to happen and uh you know we, we can only cling on to the memories that he's given us at you know during his time on this earth man bj i want to thank you for coming on uh especially during these unfortunate circumstances we will be in talks again because you are part of basketball society and we got to get actually more into talking about the high school basketball and the grass summertime summertime ball is life so yeah we definitely will need to get in conversation with you and like i said thank you for coming on man and have a great rest of the day 
thank you for having me. I, I hope to talk soon. And uh, shout out to all your listeners. Listen to one of the best podcasts out. I appreciate it, man. Take it easy. No doubt, family. Take care. Uh, let's welcome to the podcast my one of my brothers. Maybe the favorite one, though. I don't have a favorite brother. I don't know why you keep on saying that. But anyways, let's welcome my brother, Marlon. Marlon, how's everything going with you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Uh, Marlon, you are a huge Kobe Bryant fan. That, I would say, is your favorite basketball player of all time. Is that correct, Marlon? Definitely correct. Definitely. All right. Now, um, why, I guess, was it, I guess, the time period you were born in? Or were there other reasons as to why you be, uh, Kobe Bryant is your favorite basketball player? Um, I'll say the time period I was born in. I mean, I was born in 97, so that was the year he got drafted. But, I mean, like as a kid, you know, I'm pretty sure I was watching the finals when him, Kobe, and Shaq won. Went probably because of you, but... I mean, I don't really remember it like that, but I'm pretty sure, you know, those were the champions. So I was just like, I'm a Lakers fan. Like, that's just what I remember for as long back as I could remember. And then as I got older, seeing him score 81, win the finals, and it was just like, it just felt right to be a Lakers fan and to be a Kobe fan. Now, um, the unfortunate news broke on sunday afternoon like where were you and what were you doing when you heard that unfortunate news uh i was sitting on the couch actually just woke up and my girlfriend actually was the one that told me she showed me an instagram post and was like did you hear about this and i was like no but i mean it was like it was like the shade room that posted it i think and i was just like they're quoting tmz like i'm not about to believe it until espn says something and then it was just taking a while, so then I just started Googling stuff and seeing if news uh, reports were coming out and stuff. And then that's how I really started to hear that it was actually kind of true. Oh, man. So uh, let's now get to, I guess, uh, your – I have a, there's an interesting story about Kobe Bryant within our household. And I want you to uh, explain the story for our listeners uh, about Kobe Bryant, uh, your favorite Kobe Bryant T-shirt, and our grandmother. Please, please, please tell that story. All right. So I'm pretty sure y'all know Kobe is the Black Mom. So one Christmas, uh, I got a gift. Uh, I got a gift, and it was a – it was – a Kobe Bryant shirt. It was purple, and then it had you know his Kobe signal and a cross. I mean, a snake. The Black Mamba snake was like wrapped around the shirt, and then like came through the top, and like it was like almost like it was like pouncing at you. So you kind of like saw it, like it was dramatic. That was my favorite shirt, and I got the matching like top, the matching uh, shorts. Like it was a whole outfit. So you know, we went on vacation. I think it was in the summer. So I had the shirt for a while. It was in the summer. And then when we came back, um, I was like, I can't find my shirt. I can't find my shirt. So I keep asking everybody in the house, like, where's my shirt? Where's my shirt? Nobody knows where it is. So, you know, I was just like, dang, I must have left it in, in Florida. We went on vacation. Man, that sucks. I have to get a new one. Later on, maybe a, a couple of days later, I happened to open our... Uh, our linen closet door and if you know like growing up in the caribbean household you know there's a spot in the linen linen closet where you got like <laughs> rags like for cleaning like cleaning rag so 
it was a Sunday. We cleaned the house. They said, go get some rags. So go in the linen closet, got some rags. And I look and I say, wait, this is like the same color as my shirt. So, you know, looking at it, I'm like, nah, no way. And I picked it up. I'm like, wait, wait, I'm filling the material and I see it's more. So I start picking up all the pieces and then I just screamed. I was like, who took my shirt and cut it up? And my grandmother finally responded after all the months after this. She responded and said, oh, I cut it. I was cutting the head of the snake. And I just <laughs> was in awe. I, I didn't even know what to say. Like, And for those that don't know, in biblical references, the snake or the serpent is the devil. So my grandmother cut up the shirt because she thought it was a satanic shirt. Basically, that's what it was. So yeah, that is always like one of the big Kobe like stories in in our in our household, and how she's not a big fan of Kobe Bryant just simply by his nickname. Um, uh, real quick before uh, I let you go, uh, what is your I guess favorite Kobe Bryant memory? And this could be a memory that you know is well known, or it could be a memory that it's not well known. Uh, I mean, shoot, that's hard to pick. I mean, definitely the 81 points was one that I remember watching on a Sunday. Um, another one was the 2010 finals when they beat the Celtics. Um, that one was, was good. I like that one because I wanted them to win in, in 08 when the Celtics actually won. I thought the Lakers that was bullshit. That yeah, no, nah, that, uh, it should have definitely Kendrick Perkins played the best series of his goddamn life. Yeah, like it was so to me it it's felt trash, so fluke. I wanted trash, I wanted yeah. Kobe to have his three P, you yep. know. Fuck I wanted Pierce, him to get fuck that all one. the Celtics. Yeah, that one hurt me. So when they won in two thousand ten, I was like, Yes, thank you. They got that one back over the Celtics. Um and I mean I've seen Kobe play a couple times here in DC at the Verizon Center. Um and actually I've had some pretty close seats up. One time when he was wearing his mask, I remember the Lakers were winning by like almost 15 or 20 points and they let the Wizards come back and he got so mad on the bench, he just took his mask off and just threw it. And then like a young fan courtside kind of picked it up and just kind of had it because the game was over and he just walked to the locker room upset. But the last though, the last good memory I had, I remember was Kobe's battle with Gilbert Arenas because of course mm. Gilbert Arenas as a from DC he's he was the man here in DC when he was on the Wizards so I remember Gilbert Arenas gave him 60 points Kobe put up 45 points the game went into overtime and then that one was that was a good one and I used to always call myself I used to as a child I used to call myself agent 10 it was a mix of uh Gilbert Arenas is 8 and 0 and then Kobe Bryant won number 10 in the Olympics so I used to always call myself Agent 10 because I loved Olympic Kobe and I, I started to like Gilbert Arenas a lot so I mean those are the few memories I have a, a couple of few memories that I have that really I loved about Kobe and his career now um, I have another brother is he nearby is he your favorite one I don't um, have a favorite he brother is, 
in the house but not nearby please, please get him because we have to get the opposite end of the spectrum we got to get the kobe hater on this one we have to get the kobe hater on this one marcus is a huge lebron james fan uh and so how do you fit in this jeremy because you don't you you hate lebron james like i kobe? don't hate lebron james or kobe bryant I don't. I don't. I mean, I just tell it how it is, though, about these two. You know, how (laughs) can you tell your brother he's a giant hater? How am I a hater? You gotta talk to him, dog. You got. I mean, they're all. They're both. They're both in my top ten in the NBA. Top ten. You probably got some bums in the top ten. Where you got Will Chamberlain, dog? (laughs) Come on, dog. We we've been through this all the time. uh, When is the NBA season over? When we're doing the so summertime Reddit can get popping. So where we doing the two point oh? Oh my gosh! No, we got was it this one point two version? The one, yeah. the, the this, 1.1? Yeah, it's just a, the 1. This, yeah, 1.1. We can't even get to version 2 yet. We got a long time before we get to version 2. Yeah, so Marlon, is uh, Marcus on the phone? Yeah, we're both here. Yeah, I'm here. Marcus, welcome to the Sports Reality Podcast. You, growing up, were not a, was not a Kobe fan. You not at all. <laughs> uh, were a, a LeBron, you are a LeBron James fan, and you and Marlon used to have these like diabolical like conversations about the two to the point that our parents would just tell us to shut up and get about these two. Yeah. Now, why did you not like Kobe Bryant growing up? Um, it was just kind of like as a child, Kobe was always like the arch nemesis of like every player I liked. I started off my first favorite player was Allen Iverson. Kobe and Allen Iverson were always going at it back and forth. Back Everybody and was forth? That nigga kicked Allen Iverson's ass. Was, what? Yeah, back and forth? Like, nigga, get out of here. But Allen Iverson was my favorite player. No, nah, look, I um, feel you. And then it moved to, I like T-Mac. T-Mac was ass always too. talking about, oh, who was better, Kobe or T-Mac? Kobe. Whip that nigga's ass every time. <laughs> then LeBron came into the league, and LeBron Got was his ass whipped too. from that point on. And Kobe couldn't match up. He, he wasn't on that level. Oh, but, you know, I got. I, I see who my favorite brother is. <laughs> we, we got. We, uh, we got a, can we mute him? We got to mute. Uh, what's, the, what, what's the phone situation right here? We got to drop a call or something. <laughs> Disrespecting Kobe Bryant like this. I can't believe it. So, so the disrespect I had to deal with my whole life. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Look, this is you might be somebody's favorite brother. I don't know yet. This other brother on thin ice. So then, Marcus, as you've gotten older, like you know, what are your thoughts on Have Kobe you seen Bryant? The era of your ways. Um, I. I will say I have a lot more respect for Kobe Bryant now that I've gotten older. I've seen mostly his his work ethic. His work ethic is like unmatched by almost anybody. I'll even almost say like anybody. what? I'll, I will say almost anybody. Like you top know, top two and he not two though. <laughs> I don't think he's top two of all time, hey, but Jesus he's very good. Here, uh, cut his mic. Go, go, go. <laughs> I'm gonna text it to you though, so you can't hear me. Can he, oh, I should turn this mic off first. It's all right. No, uh, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, just uh, which since you are, I guess a respected Kobe, you respect Kobe Bryant. I guess what's your favorite Kobe Bryant moment, Marcus? Or worst Kobe Bryant moment? You gotta swip it. You gotta switch it up on him. How? When did you hate Kobe Bryant the most? That's a great question. <laughs> 
Was it when he was whipping all of your favorites' asses in the finals? Or was it when LeBron never made it to the finals to play him, to lose to him also? And won those two finals back to back. And I was just sitting there and I was like, wow. Like, I really don't like this guy, but I can't can't really do anything about it because he's just... He's killing it. Oh, Y'all want to know the real reason he does not like Kobe Bryant? You want to hear it, Matt? I, absolutely. I, so, oh, is, is it the crazy eights or any of this his is, Adidas no, shoes? Because that's the only thing I will accept. This is what it is. When we played 2K, I always use the Lakers. Oh, so you're fucking and cheating. If I, I use like the Lakers you. and Kobe Bryant, I, like I rarely lost. So anytime he saw Kobe Bryant, he was just upset from like the 2K games mm-hmm. where he lost. Cut and he just, and he Kobe was on the Kobe cover Bryant a lot of them 2Ks. I know he was having big you know, you nightmares. Being in 2K till, till recently. Shit, they about to put Kobe the on the cover like 2K this five, year. I'm going to send you a copy of it. Oh man, well, I want upset about those 2K matches. Invalid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for coming on, talking about Kobe Bryant. Uh, love you all, of course, man. And I'll talk to you all later. All right. All right. Hey, you guys, be safe out here, and wa- uh, watch out for Sir Drip Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Y'all take it easy. Uh, all right, we'll see. Um, let's now uh, get to last minute news. Um, we didn't even speak about this last week, and it feels so bad. Wow. But um, the passing of Morgan Wooten, the Dematha head coach, the, one of the few high school head coaches that is in the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame as a head coach, um, he passed away last week. Uh, so rest in peace to him, and prayers to his family, friends, and the school and the alums. There's a lot of we NBA just had juice in here. Like he yeah, went Juice the went to the math. Uh, Juice would have known him because he was still around. My boy Helbert uh, at my birthday party was talking about he knew Juice from the math. And I was like, oh, all right. But look, I didn't even, I forgot he went to the math. Yeah, my cousin Big Thad went to the math. Yep, my cousin yep. Kevin. Uh, I had numerous friends that went there. And, and, and yeah, man, uh, Delma, who we're going to have. Uh, Delma, that used to be at Rock Creek Social. Yeah, he went to Dematha too. So, um, yeah, man, so he passed away last Wednesday. So, yeah, we didn't actually speak about it. So, man, rest in peace to Morgan Wooten. Um, this isn't sports related, but there's a 7.7 earthquake that was off the coast of Jamaica and Cuba. It's not good. So, uh, yeah, man, there's a tsunami warning. So, who man, prayers to those people of those both those two island nations uh but when it comes to sports anything happened since we uh recorded Giannis is not gonna go for 50 against the wizards tonight i don't think yeah because he's not playing so that's gonna take a shot to my fantasy team unless uh, the fantasy team that beat yours this week this past week perfect you quiet jeremy skipped my goddamn birthday <laughs> To make sure that I was uh, uh, impaired enough so that uh, he could secure a victory. (laughs) And he made sure to do it throughout the entire week also. I know that's why uh, I received so many presents from McNabb that night. Just to kind (laughs) of get me off of my game. But I will be ready for the playoffs, I hope. (laughs) Oh, man, man. Anything else before we roll out of here, man? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I can't think anything. I think we got it all. All right, man. I want to give a shout out to OSS 980, uh, Harold D, Jeff, Aaron, 
uh, Curls of Sports, Erica Fernandez. Shout out to her. Thank you once again for coming on last week's episode. If you didn't listen to last week's, check it out. We had a great interview with her. Uh, shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Shout out to Soggy Nachos. Uh, Shut Your Face. Uh, Redskin Rundown. Um, Half Street High Heat. DMV Dispute. Uh, Wizards of Gallery Place. Also, shout out to it's a really good name. Tampering season. Uh, also, what, a really good. What name. you Jesus expect? Cod, what you expect? Podcast. Uh, the finish line, but with a P H I N S H. They're like a it. very I good. Like it. That is a clever sports ass name. Podcast. <laughs> so check them out. Shout out to the last nice nice guys. I didn't say the last nasty guys. <laughs> we gotta get on that part, or I gotta get on that. Part. The, I'm kidding. The shout out to uh, uh, Urgency Podcast, Just Bear With Us Podcast. I mentioned Tampering Season already. There was another one that I'm forgetting right now. Uh, J. Bobby and Rios on oh, Thoughts overtime. Pending too. Do we do we say thought? Shout out to Thoughts Pending. No, but Thoughts Pending. Yeah, no. like thoughts. Like or no, thoughts. no, no, no. T h o u g h t s. I just want to make sure T h o t s Pending would be a great name for a podcast. <laughs> that <also>. is. We <laughs> and yo we're, look. Uh, we're going to the it? trademark. You're not. Office. What is it? I'm gonna get my fucking uh, intellectual properties lawyer. Yeah, on the yeah. Board. We're about to do that right <laughs> now, man. Thoughts uh, Pending coming soon to Sports <laughs> Reality. Yep, yep. Uh, man. And until uh, anything else, Matthew, before we roll, uh, if you haven't colored a velvet coloring book anytime in like the recent like future, you should definitely do it. It's like oddly relaxing. All right, man. Well, until next, I want to thank you, Matthew, for everything you do. And until next time, sports reality, and it's only fitting to end the show with Mamba out. <laughs>